On this episode, we're going to talk about Star Wars, The Last Jedi. I thought that was a Hollow Knight HQ thing. What the fuck are you doing bringing this in here? Um, because I want to. Fair enough. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Hollow Knight HQ at the end of this episode of graphic content. Stay a while and listen. He called you a cowboy. What in Sam Hill? What did he mean? What are you? I'm the abomination, the strongest mutant of all. Know this, swimming bird. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. This blue eye perceives all things conjoined. I cared much for the word impregnable. The past. Sounds a bit too much like unsinkable. The future. What's wrong with unsinkable? Nothing. And the present. As the iceberg said to the Titanic. Stop. How's life? He seems nice. And we're back with episode 41 of the Graphic Content Podcast. My name is Jim Mason. I'm alongside my regular partner in the crew of the high-tech graphic content starship. Adam. Messinger. <laughs> Asshole. Yeah, yeah I thought I'd leave you hanging on that one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're in our YT-1300 right now. That's a little Star Wars reference. That's Han Solo's ship. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, you don't know shit. I do don't you? know shit. Yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in the presence. We have... Three uh, special guest hosts who know way more about Star Wars than I do. And they're super nerds. Really? Yeah, trust me. Just wait till they start opening up okay. their mouths. Let's start with some of our returning guests, Mr. Jonathan Wright of Mecha versus Kaiju fame. How's it going, guys? It's going fantastic. So, uh, and then next to John is somebody we're going to skip over. And then past him <laughs> will be our returning guest, Mrs. Rachel Cathcart. Hello again. How are you, Rachel? I'm great. How are you? I saw you brought somebody. I did. And I thought would, that it might be nice to bring a date. To br- Is this date night? This is date night. <laughs> At the graphic <laughs> content starship? What? <laughs> is he bigger than me? <laughs> <laughs> I brought along my husband, Gary. Hello. Hello. Hey, hey Gary. Gary. So, you know, just a little bit of background. Gary is one of the first friends that I made in Stockton alongside John Wright. I think I've known you for 30 something years now at, at least. this. Yeah, I'd say around uh, 86. I would say back so. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah back that was a year before I was born. Thanks. Oh, I thought Jesus. I'd throw that Thank in you. there. Yep. Thank you. Yep. So just remember, you're outnumbered four to one. I might not be able to get you, but one of these others can. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're old, but we have numbers. Yeah. Fair enough. Yes. We're and wily. Actually, actually, back to uh, where Jim and I met. I don't know if anybody knows this, but Jim uh, played trombone. Yes. And we uh, actually in band. Yeah. They, and, they were, they were, I'm putting my fingers very close together because this is an audio show. <laughs> yeah. But I was that close to joining marching band at Lincoln. Uh, yeah. I was really close. Man, that's like, you want to talk about some nerds. Yeah, I know. No, yeah, geeks. but what Band did I do? Too. What did I do? I went to theater instead. Yes. <laughs> right a whole next new door. Right next time. Door. <laughs> An all new place. <laughs> yes, it's been many a year. Yes. Many a year. Good years. Yes. And and Gary has, uh, um, I should say, willingly jumped straight into the Star Wars bubble Along with many of us, uh, some to greater depths than others, um, Gary brought some toys with us to kind of uh, inspire 
our mind juices here. Gary, would you like to describe? Remember, audio podcast. These are scale models. Scale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I heard a word toys, but oh, excuse me. <laughs> it's okay. Your scale. I'll okay. push. Yes. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. You brought these scale I, models. Well, I know that this is uh, an audio format. Right. So of course I brought visual items. <laughs> that um, will mainly this not toys. Visual items I, I'm fine with. Um, they're just scale models. I, that's one of the things I do. I scale model, and these are, I had brought four. I, of course, I brought a little Falcon, uh, Force nice. Awakens. That's a YT-1300, Adam. There you go, Adam. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, new Resistance A-Wing from Last Jedi. Correct. A nice, large ATM-6 walker. That's um, the uh, all-terrain mega-caliber six walker. Thank you. What I, I refer to as the gorilla walker. Yeah, it's the a one, yeah, it walks walker. like a gorilla. I love yeah. it. I love it. And Kylo Ren's uh, TIE Interceptor. Uh, so, TIE Silencer, sir. Oh, you're oh is that true. the name of very it? That true. is the name of very it. True. It is a That's TIE Silencer. Nice. I have been schooled. You yeah, know, it's interesting that you it. call them, like, you know, scale models because they're uh, all different scales. They are Like, none a, of them are, they are each scaled. Scale. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Good point. I, I, would say, <laughs> I would say the A-Wing and the Silencer, you could you can make the argument they're in scale with one another. The, the other guys, you can't. Yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, none of them really are. They're yeah. the, the Rydell snap tights. But they're beautiful because you've repainted these. Yeah, it's fun. And, and we're going to, Adam's going to take some pictures and post them up on our Instagram page for all of our followers there. So, uh, Great. You, I did not know you had repainted them all oh, because yeah, that's yeah. an immaculate paint job, sir. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. No, it's fun. It's relaxing. 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 Sometimes Star Wars can be relaxing. It sure beats, you know, the day job. You know, and that's that's yes. what I do to relax is exactly. I just jump straight into the nerd bubble. Exactly. It doesn't matter whether it's comics or, you know, I've been playing my fair share of Battlefront 2 recently. Uh, I finished yep. I finished the campaign Good. in like wow. the last three Good. weeks. It took me to about, finish the campaign. I'm about 20 minutes into the campaign. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that, that is a short campaign. Yeah. But is it, it canon? It is canon, canon. actually. That's one thing I was wondering about with the Battlefront games and, and basically all the Star yeah. Wars video games moving forward. If they were going to be in canon. Yes, they seems are. Seems like, yeah. Yeah, no, that is actually from the story group. Uh, Kiri Hart, Pablo Hidalgo, Matt Martin, all those guys. Yeah, they all story group had all of this. So, I mean, you definitely play in the Imperial side of this. And there's you're going to get no spoilers from me, but there's some great twists and turns in this um, in this game. But you get to play in the course of playing the Imperial. You get to take a break from the Imperial side and play as Leia, to play as ah. Han, Ooh. to play as okay. Luke Skywalker, post-Jedi. Oh, my. Right. Oh, wow. Hell okay. yes. Okay. In a sort of Indiana Jones-like adventure. It's, it, there's so much good stuff that you have to look forward to. The good. campaign is short, but you know, just one thing that ties into it is the fact that the DLC for The Last Jedi has just dropped for it. So prepare your PS4 for a yes, three-hour download. download. That's fine. <laughs> well it's, worth it. But it's free, and it adds more story campaign with Aiden Versio in the Force Awakens really? era. Okay. Yes. Right. So No, I am enjoying it. It is, it is cool stuff. So guys... And lady, we have uh, Rachel looking at me like, "Oh I'm hell no!" One of the guys. You're one time. of the. You're, <laughs> when I say guys, I mean you know my dear friends. All of us assembled here in the in the high tech graphic content studio. We're not actually in a YT thirteen hundred. Surprise. Mm. Um, we have all seen 
the, uh, the Last Jedi. I almost said The Force Awakens. Force, we have. <laughs> we saw that, that too. That, yes. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. We have all seen The Force Awakens, <laughs> but we have all seen The Last Jedi recently, yes. some more than others. Um, I think, Adam, you took in one showing of it. Yes. And everybody else, uh, John and I, we saw it Saturday night. Saw it on Saturday, the big, Saturday afternoon. The, the 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 big IMAX 3D in San Francisco and the at the Metreon. Yep. In the the a, a true IMAX screen and it was ginormous. It is wow. huge. And uh, and they put the giant uh, Ray Charles kind of 3D glasses on us. So sitting in the front row, it was like watching an old school standard def four by three aspect ratio. <laughs> so I had just to do really my, really big. I had to do my own scan and pan the whole time. <laughs> and then you guys you. you I saw we this. We saw it back to back Friday. So yeah, we you, saw twelve thirty showing and then a three forty five. Good we, God! We moved yeah, we, three seats down. We, yeah, basically. And, and this <laughs> is a two and a, a two and a half hour movie. So I had two hot dogs. It was it was okay. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. popcorn. We were good. Okay, yeah, hot dog break. <laughs> I'm so, impressed. That takes some endurance, right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I was worried about it going into. It. I'm like, I've never watched the same movie twice in a row, literally with a. 30 minute break in the middle. Yeah, that's in a uh, theater, let alone even just sitting at home. But you know, I, to tell you what kind of nerdy kid was, I went to go see Out of Africa by myself. Okay, uh, that's wow. the Meryl Streep. I, I, I think wow. I heard crickets. No there, there was, okay. Faces. I, I have no response to that. <laughs> it's, it, it was a weird movie, but I've always loved Africa stuff. And I wanted to see this movie because it had, because I was a big fan of Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. <laughs> well, and that was up to. Th- Three hours. That's that was, yeah, it but yeah. this is how crazy it was. I forget. It was nineteen eighty something. I was thinking I was fourteen or fifteen years old. Anyway, that movie had an actual, honest to god, intermission in it. Yeah, Gandhi did what too. When Gandhi I was a kid, did. mom yeah. took Gandhi me to Gandhi, yeah. and there was an intermission in the yeah. middle. Lights there would was, come up half. There'd be some happy music, and uh huh. The lights would come up. Yeah, they had yeah. a lot of those in like the big movies in the '60s. You know, like uh, uh, Patton and uh, probably you know, Spartacus. Like and yeah, stuff like, like the, yeah. the real big epic movies. I they had Gone with the Wind because oh yeah, like three and a half. Hours well, that or used something? to be a thing back. Right. I mean, back in the golden and silver age of cinema, if I can use comic book terms. Yeah. Um, th- that they needed to tell these stories sometimes in five parts. Right. Yeah. You know, and now we have this more streamlined three act structure, but boy, do they they pack it on. And, yeah, I mean, right. they put it on steroids now in these big, you know, tentpole blockbusters. Not just with Star Wars, but hell, with uh, you know, movies like you know, Avengers or Captain America or any uh, of the ones we've reviewed previously. Yeah, right. many. Yeah. So you know, it's it's something where you kind of make sure that. You have your bladder under a proper control. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, exactly. you the know, force was with my bladder in this movie. Yeah, Honest to God, if I was you like get older. Let me tell you, I, <laughs> I was good until the credits, and then I was like, "Fuck!" I wanted to see because I missed that Gareth Edwards had a part. Yes. Uh, with his, I did catch that. Where you get mm, to, got to see yeah, Sergeant Gar- Salt. Yeah, he was Sergeant Salt. Next to Sergeant yeah, Salt. Yeah, right yeah. next to him. So he would be Private Salt, I think. Oh, okay. Or Private Pepper. I'm not sure. <laughs> I like Pepper. Sergeant Pepper, <laughs> Private Salt. Private anyway, Pepper. the point being, <laughs> I needed to see my second viewing, who Gareth Edwards played, and then confirmed he was one of the Salt Troopers. Yes. So, yes. Anyway, we're here to talk Star Wars The Last Jedi, Episode 8. The... I could say with 80% certainty, the penultimate chapter, this time for real, <laughs> of the Skywalker saga. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes. By the way, there will be spoilers. There. Oh, thank you, Gary. <laughs> yes. That's something Adam and I like to get out of the way early, if, yeah. but yeah. thank you for that. Yes. So, I mean, look, 
if you haven't seen this movie, I think... What are that, you doing listening to this podcast honestly, if you haven't right. seen this movie? Right. You know, honestly, even if you're not a big Star Wars fan, really, what's wrong with you? This is an, one of the more interesting movies to come out. We're going to get into this. So I'm just going to say as a non-spoiler review, if you are a fan of cinema and a fan of watching a, a director intentionally send up and throw curveballs at its intended audience, you are going to like this movie. Okay? you That's your non-spoiler review. <laughs> that's all I'm going to do because I don't know how to how to talk right. for 15 minutes about non-spoilers. There, yeah. there is a good reason why it is very split as far as its uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience right. reaction. I yeah, was going to bring that up at some point. That kind of shocked me. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Me too. Uh, and and we, can, we can talk about it. So just know, spoiler, 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 spoiler. Yes. Spoiler? Spoiler! Mostly spoilers. Spoilers. And spoilers. So <laughs> we have now given you all the warning you want. If you're still listening, fuck off. Okay. <laughs> now, Jim. No, no. Still no, listen. Stay, stay, stay. Don't fuck off. I'm just talking to the people who haven't seen it yet. Now, here's my big question. Yes. How are we rate? Like, what are we using to rate this? Ooh. Are wow. we using, like, lightsabers? Are we using... I mean... Porgs. Porgs. We got, we, come on. How do you not use Porgs? <sighs> I know we all hate the Porgs. No, I, I actually... <laughs> I love the Porgs. But I mean, as far as... The marketing. Hey, Anne Marie, my wife's in the background. Bring me my porg. <laughs> I'm not saying that <laughs> I didn't porg, love porgs. Porg. I love porgs. Okay. I'm talking about Good the, Lord. the marketing was heavy porg. <laughs> okay, this sounds like a ton of dead air. <laughs> I swear to God, I've got this stuffed porg that that makes it talks. There. Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah. we're, finally, we're finally registering. Is that audible? You, okay. But we could even so, if we use porgs as a rating. You can even break it down to you know three porgs in a in a thigh or a, so, <laughs> or a head dress. Oh my God, you monster! Well, it was already dead. Hashtag he BBQ just, porg. He should have just eaten it. Rotisserie porg. Soul porg. Oh my God. Um. So, <laughs> I am totally derailed. <laughs> you know what? Porgs. porgs. It's porgs. How do you not use porgs? Although I will ask that we don't go too much into the fractions of porgs other okay. than to say, like, maybe three porgs and a porgling for a point five. There you okay. go. Is okay, that, I like is, that. Because, That's good. Okay. you know, they had a fair amount of porgling shown. They did. Yes. In this they film did. as well. <laughs> many a porg. Like, many... <laughs> It was just chock full of porgs. <laughs> it's porgalicious. While we're talking porgs, I have one point. Yes. I think I know why they went with porgs. Why? The island, which I can't remember the name of the actual island Oct- of Ireland. Well, uh, Skellig Michael. Set. The yeah, set, yes, yeah, Skellig Michael, is full of puffins. And I guarantee in every scene, there's stuff flying there's around. Oh, that's that's a really good so point. So they might have just said, well, we can't have we can't an actual remove earth bird there, there. <laughs> but why don't we just put an incredibly right. marketable, exactly. tiny... Furry creature. Looks very much like a puffin, so that, that you can, past if you have flying ones, right. it doesn't matter. That's great. And uh, you know that, what? I don't care that it's like, you know, totally meant for marketing because it works. I'm the market. Right. It's cute. <laughs> I like them. How many porgs do you have? I actually though? don't have any yet. <gasps> oh. Even I have a porg. I know. I got <laughs> I got a, I yeah. yeah, that's true. You know, I, I just, you know, there's, I just love. The Porgs, because it's another creature from Star That's Wars. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's another thing. 
God, it's like the Lugabeast from The Force Awakens. It's like the Banthas. It's like the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Tauntauns. The Tauntauns. Yeah. I mean, it's a unique creature to a planetary environment that we hadn't seen before. Like the Vulptex in the third act. Uh, they're the crystal foxes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. okay. The plural being there was Vulptices. Oh, oh Lord Very almighty. Nice. Wow. <laughs> but there uh, were multiple. The sound you just heard was the deep cut <laughs> made by Jim Mason. Hey, that was from a Pablo Hidalgo tweet. So that's all. Okay. I, I'm just saying that that's canon. canon. Yep. But I dug those. And we'll, we're going to get into this in order. So we will rate this one out of five porgs with okay. half, half marks for being porglings. porglings. And I, I wanted to kind of change it up a little bit. And I know... You've only seen it once, Adam, and we've only the rest of people here at the table have only seen the film twice. But as best as we can, instead of just going the strict what we liked, what we didn't like, final score, I'd kind of like to break down the the movie by act, if we could. So we've got the first act, and let's just go ahead and start there. Where do you see the first act? Yeah, that you was going to be my first question. Sorry, I so, could almost say there's more than three acts in this movie. There, yeah. I think there's three acts and kind of an epilogue. I, I'd I say that, that there okay. was a serious okay. epilogue, and I think we all know where yes. that's where that's at. I just made a hand gesture, yeah. so you, the listener, will be surprised by that. Um, but here's, I, I just say the first act. Okay, so we see, so we get the the opening crawl, opening crawl. crawl, which was pithy and to the point. It was not long and drawn out. Yes. I mean, it, it didn't add a whole lot of background like the others have. It sure right. didn't. Well, it didn't have as much to set up. Yeah, you know, yeah. because um, literally starting immediately after uh, well, the Force Awakens. And I would like to say we were all duped to thinking literally it was going to start. Right, right where it left off. I, I almost, everyone was wondering, well, what are they going to do with the crawl? How I was thinking that? that because this is a Ryan Johnson flick, I, I thought we were going to see almost a cold open. Exactly. With Ray handing the saber to Luke, whatever interchange there was going to be, and right. then go to opening credits. But right. no, they followed. Exactly. And, and that just shows how much respect Ryan Johnson has for the property and for the fans. It doesn't mean he didn't like to turn our expectations mm-hmm. square on their ear, which oh, yeah. I want to get into. But um, I thought it was it was very traditional. Lucasfilm highlights, Star Wars, the, the roaring John Williams score, the opening crawl, which was pithy to the point, very succinct. You know, saying that uh, the First Order pretty much is on their way to Dakar, which is the name of the uh, Resistance Stronghold. Sorry, had a little uh, tickle. a little mm-hmm. tickle in the back of the throat. And uh, they are escaping to car when the First Order's there. What, what were some of your guys' initial impressions for that opening scene? Let's start there. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. Uh, well, um, the thing that really impressed me was um, uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Uh, what is her name? Billy Piper. Billy Lord. Lord. Billy Lord. Billy, <laughs> Billy, oh, Billy Piper. Yeah, you, you, you went to uh, <laughs> Doctor, Doctor Who there. Doctor Who. Uh, I was really impressed with Billy Lord. Um, she, it, it, you know, like she's the first person you see there that is taking command and she's giving orders, and it it's clear that she is going to be uh, a player in you know the next two movies. Right. You know she's yeah. she's Lieutenant, not Lieutenant Connix. Yeah, is her character's and, name. And and you know it's like you know so she's not she's not just um, uh, you know the, she's not fan service. Yeah, she's, she's not, not just, just there as fan service. service. She's right. there to actually you know do a job and. Uh, does an, an important job throughout the movie. Yeah, absolutely. And she had a kind of a key turn there. Adam, what'd you think? 
Um, I are we, so we're talking about we're talking about the opening scenes. Okay, the, the the beginning. I thought it started in a brilliant place as far as uh, Poe making that telephone call. That was oh, awesome. That was one of the funniest things that has ever <laughs> been. Poe delivers the, the funny series. again. Yeah. Honestly, in and in, and they've kind of. I want to say that they might have accidentally created a new tradition for Star Wars movie where there has to be a, a comedic interchange between two characters because in, in The Force Awakens was, do you talk first or do, do I, I talk, talk first? first? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how this goes. Hi, I'm I'm holding for General Hux. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was oh my god, oh my god, G or an X. Uh-huh. And it was, and I think I think you 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 talked about um uh you know the director pl- uh, playing with the audience's expectations. We've seen that scene again and again. I want to talk to the general. Yeah. I am the general, and let me tell you what's going to happen. We will destroy you. We will crush you. And you always hear that, and then. He follows it up with just this "hello, testing one two three. It makes I'm, him do I'm it holding again. for General Hux. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very everyday, natural thing that happens to all of us, but set in a completely different, fantastical world. But it, it, and 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 I totally agree with that. And just I want to add one layer to it is that it cements Poe Dameron as the new Han Solo in a way where he doesn't have to be the rapscallion scoundrels uh, space pirate like Han Solo is, but he is a smart-ass fighter jockey who, if you were to... I'm sorry, if... I know it might not be a fight between an X-Wing and an F-14 Tomcat, but Pete Mitchell <laughs> Maverick from Top Gun wouldn't right. have anything on Poe Darren right. in the smart-ass department. Yeah. I'm sorry. This guy is Top Gun all the way. Yeah. And it serves a great purpose. I mean, there's so much hype, so much hype over the movies that yep. by the time we get in there where we have our popcorn or hot dog, whatever, when we sit down <laughs> and we're ready, we're yeah. ready. and. We've been amped for two years. At yeah, this we're point. ready for a giant space oh, yeah. battle and, and a, all this. And, and there's it's a like, joke. Yeah. And it just relieves everything, and then you're ready to go. Yeah, right. it, yeah. it puts you in a certain mood. And then when the action starts, absolutely. Bam, right. it hits. And Poe Dameron, holy is incredible. shit. It, yes. the, just the, what I was thinking was when they had, like, you know, they said it's like a ship approaching and it's one X Wing. And you know who's in that X-Wing. Oh, yeah. There's no question. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's just that thought of like, okay, it's Poe Dameron against the entire First Order fleet. And I'm like... And we're talking what? There was like three or four Star... Three Star Destroyers. Yeah. At first and before the... And then the, the and then the, yeah. yeah, then the dreadnought shows up. And I'm just... And I'm just thinking, oh, man, that's... That is my man, you know? And of course... Just like you know, just like you were saying, playing with expectations, yep. it sets up this thing that plays out throughout the entire movie yep. about his character and and how he is perceived by so many other people in the uh, you know in the uh, the the rebel fleet and how he sees himself, yeah, in right. inside the rebel fleet as well. And then the dreadnought shows up. And I don't know, I don't have the name of the British actor who is the commander of the dreadnought. But they could not have picked a better captain <laughs> yes. for the Captain Kennedy. Is that tell Captain Kennedy to train to train the weapons on the on the resistance base and fire? You know, and it was like <laughs> he was he was incredible. He he was so great. And Poe Dameron again showing what a badass yeah. by himself takes on all the surface guns of the uh, first dreadnought. order dreadnought. dreadnought. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, Rachel, that. 
this was like playing the old vector graphic Star Wars game back in the day where you had to when take you had out to weave all in the and out. weave yes. in and out and, and take hit out all the, the cannons on the I top. I wonder yes. if they did that intentionally. One, I, I, I'm just wondering. Just It did remind me very much yeah. of that. One of the things that this scene set up for me was my favorite sort of running thing mm-hmm. was Hux either getting the shit beat out of him <laughs> or having him go, yes, this is how it's going to be. And then it not turning all at all like Hux wanted it to be. He kept getting screwed over, over, and over again. And I'm sorry, I loved every minute. I, <laughs> I did too. Every time Hux got slammed to the ground or he'd go, yeah. we're going to do this. And then he'd be like, why isn't it doing that? <laughs> I actually, it's like, Hux, stop making plans. Right? <laughs> I, came to, I came to a conclusion at the, uh, after I saw uh, The Last Jedi, and that is the First Order is run by children. Oh, God. Yes. 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 Oh, God. And I don't mean young people that are coming up and training. No, they are children. They throw tantrums. They make bad plans. They make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. These are childlike people that are running this huge organization, <laughs> and it's going to be a magnificent failure. I want someone to do a gif of every time his face falls. Yeah, just <laughs> like... Sitting there like, oh, like, yes, we're... Oh, we're not... Oh, he's <laughs> asking his... <laughs> over and over, right? or it's slamming him into the ground. <laughs> yeah, just when he turns to his aide to camp going, what's he doing? And then Captain Candy goes, they're taking out our surface cannons. <laughs> John, I think you made an excellent point. Uh, it's almost like these are, are emotionally uh, stunted children who are fans of the Empire. Yeah, and they're all fanboys. They're imperial yeah. fanboys. Yeah. yeah. Well, and speaking of fanboys, Gary and I are both fanboys of the Aftermath series yes. of novels. Which we just kind of touched on, John. I don't know if you've read them, but literally the First Order is started with children. They, they actually of, yes. kidnap children. And this is the, the like, like Finn's origin story. Finn's origin yeah. story was is that they're either offered up by people who believe in the First Order or they are just straight up kidnapped as babies yes. and raised from birth to do one thing, and that's serve the First Order. Which, if you want to think about it, draw parallels going all the way back to the prequels, how the Jedi is used to fetch children, uh, you know. Oh, good yep. point. That's and, true. you know, their parents had to give up their kids to the Jedi Order if they wanted to see peace and justice to the galaxy. Well, if you want to see the galaxy brought to law and order, you have to sacrifice your children to the First Order. So I think that's something borrowed out of the Jedi playbook. Mm. And while they might end up being, you know, uh, great uh, tacticians and warriors and soldiers, doesn't really make for the most stable individuals. Absolutely not, as we saw in General Hux's speech in the previous movie. Yes. Oh, I, God. I, I mean, honestly, job. like, it, it's a good time. Yeah, it, that was just bad. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like, that's kind of how I imagine our current president when he was back in boarding school. You know, making speeches. Mm, I try not to think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was making a political reference. <laughs> That's, That's okay. probably. Well, I felt I, like this movie made a political reference, yes. talking about the first order and I, their ineptitude. Oh, and, all well, that. and there's 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 plenty of stuff uh, of you know references to. Um, you know, modern life from there. Because, I mean, like, I'm an English teacher, so, you know, I, I know that science fiction is at its best when it's talking about the human condition. Right. Yes. Regardless of what race that they're dealing with, you know, everything that they, you know, if you're doing a good job, you're talking about what it's like to be a person. And there are some really important analyses that go on in uh, The Last Jedi about, you know, racial relations, gender relations, yep. and, yeah, that's... That, that's a really important part of this movie. Absolutely agree with you on that. Um, I would say, let's see, what's my other favorite part of the first? I, okay, this is 
so I'm a slight a bit of a World War II geek. Okay. So the ball turrets on the bombers. Oh, my oh yeah. God. I totally was like, oh, I just <laughs> yeah. loved that. And they were I, like the belly guns on a B-17. Right, very much. Yeah. And they just, for some reason, that spoke to my little World War II geek heart. I oh. loved that whole thing. I was um, just hoping for a Memphis Bell kind of moment where we <laughs> got to know the crew of one of those bombers. Yeah. I, I was it, actually really sad that because of what happened, of course, they're all gone. Right. But, but well, I'd because nev- we'd never Poe's, seen them before, and now, of course, we won't see them for a while. Because of yeah. Poe's immaculate uh, decision-making, <laughs> <laughs> um, the but resistance has no more bombers. My so. first thought was, I hope Gary makes a scale model. Yeah. <laughs> Gary will if, they, if it comes out. I, I wonder if they are the Cobalt Squadron, because coming, they're coming out with the a... Cobalt Squadron. Yeah, they're coming out with a book for the new readers, remember the the black and white and red books that came out for the uh, Prelude to the Force Awakens? Yes. Or the Journey to the Force Awakens? Well, yeah. And they're coming out with one called Cobalt Squadron, which will feature the history of Rose and Paige when oh, they well, joined they the Resistance. Oh, okay. that's awesome. So I'm yeah. thinking that Cobalt Squadron might have been the bomber squadron that, yeah. that went in. Which were totally annihilated yeah. by yeah. the first yes. yeah. and beautiful designs once again around all the all ships, the ships yeah. in the entire in the entire movie. It, it's, it's funny because uh, it, it's silly because I went in there and and whenever they showed the bombers, I was like, "Oh, holy shit, that's awesome!" Wait, of course there's going to be new ships in here. Why wouldn't there be <laughs> right. new yeah. ships? Right. Right. But it's true. not something I thought of going in. Well, right. and then to see the return of the A-wing. Yes. You know, which oh, we that was super cool. Uh, I was yeah. like, yeah, b- by the way, they're almost impossible to use in Battlefront 2, but I love them <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, oh my God, to see the A-wings in flight next to the X-wings, next to the... Bombers. bombers. I, I don't Whatever even know. Whatever those things are. I think they're L wings or something. I don't know what you call yeah, those. J wings. They're going to have to, they're going to, either that or they might just get out of the whole just letter out. I'll give it a name. Yeah. yeah. But I, I was sitting there and oh my God, when Paige, talk about heroism. Okay, so the the battle does not go well when when Poe decides to ignore General Organa's orders. Never a good idea. And uh, it's almost like she knows what she's doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like she has the ability to sense how things are going to go down. <laughs> you know, and she's like, "Damn it, Poe!" <laughs> or that you know, she's just a good leader that's been doing this for longer than you've been alive, and maybe you should listen uh, to her. Honestly, you know, the Force cannot be responsible for everything in the universe. Um, but uh, the, these bombers get tore apart by the, the squadrons of, of TIE fighters that deploy from the base of these Star Destroyers. And there's one bomber left. And, and of course, you know most of the people on the bomber are, are dead. dead right. And Paige has to leave the ball gun at the bottom of this bomber and climb up these, the, this the ladder. The stairs, yeah. Yeah, yeah the stairs, ladder, ladder yeah. whatever, to go get the control to throw... It oh felt like a World War II it, honestly, moment. Yeah. moment. That yeah. whole thing felt like like a Memphis Bell or a Band of Brothers where it was like this last ditch, like if we just do this, this is how we'll turn the tide in this battle. As yeah, we that there was such a, a, a sense of, of heroism of like, okay, I'm going to go up there, I'm going to trigger it. Oh, no, we're hit again, and I get knocked down the 20 feet and land on the yeah. steel grating. But she can't get up, but then she starts kicking that ladder to try to get this portable remote hand control to to fall off the ledge. 
And when she finally does it, and the 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 again, John Williams' soundtrack is just yeah. building the tension to this point. And just when you think that it couldn't get any more tense, she kicks it, it tumbles down, and then it misses her. It falls goes past, past her. her. Right. Falls past her, but she grabs it yeah. at the very last second. And I got this feeling of you're absolutely right, Rachel. I mean, she had to sit there, and she's what maybe a, a kilometer away in in space terms right. from this first order dreadnought, and she had no choice. She knew she was dead at that point, and she still pressed the button anyway. Yeah, God damn it, that doesn't make her a hero. <laughs> now, That's right. Here's I, I hate to do this, but I don't think that you do. I well, I do. <laughs> I think you kind of enjoy this. Um, my issue with that scene is the bombers, obviously the bombs could go through the bottom. Why didn't she get sucked into space? Or why do the bombs fall? Yes. Where's the gravity coming from? Were they over a planet? I can't remember. When you would no, drop from the, the crawl. Well, they are over a planet. They're, on, they're over where the rebel base is. Right, I don't think they're they close were, enough yeah, for gravity they, to they be were, They were outside the gravity well of the plant. Now... Um, I'm going to recite a quick story. So Mark Hamill went to Lu- went to George Lucas for A New Hope, the very f- for Episode Four, and he, he was saying the story last year's Star Wars Celebration, talking about George Lucas as a director. And he's like, George, we just got out of the trash compactor. Shouldn't my my hair's just being washed and blow dried? Of course, he had that fair faucet, you know, towards the going yeah. into the third act of the film, and. Um, and he and George's like, well, you know, it's it's just what I want for this scene. So, live, you know, basically, fuck off. And uh, and he's he's kind of, you know, crestfallen that you know he he's trying to be a serious actor. He was on. He's soap. getting the, the method acting thing right. Going. He was yeah. on a soap for a year before chosen for Star Wars, right? And Harrison Ford comes behind and pats him on the back and goes, "Hey, kid." It ain't that kind of movie. That <laughs> <laughs> story. In the audio version uh-huh. that they did for BBC Radio, yep. Hanzella says, press this button, there's a dryer in the Stormtrooper suit. Oh, because Han and it, used to be an Imperial. And so. it, they press the button, it dries them all off, and they take their suits off, and they go on their well, merry way. That seems fishy, but okay. <laughs> okay. But I that's think like that's the same kind of like uh, uh, hair-quaffing products in Kylo Ren's helmet. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah I'm kidding. Uh, but they tried. <laughs> but they tried. Yeah, yeah. But now, uh, the, Adam, you talked about the, you know why she wasn't sucked out into space, and a um, uh, simple Star Wars answer to that is they have um, energy screens that hold in atmosphere. I think they, they call them, them mag seals. Yeah, so yeah. they're using them on all the uh, on, on all of the all the Star Destroyers. Yeah, all the Star Destroyers. Right. Any anytime a ship has to go into a hangar bay, they've always got this screen in front of it, and, and so it's probably it the same thing. Organ- it only hold, holds in organic matter. Or like it holds in. It holds in the airtight. air. Per- it's yeah. it's airtight, but it's permeable. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In that other makes, words, no that sense. makes sense. it's it's. Bullshit Star Wars science. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember but watching... But it's consistent bullshit it's, Star Wars right. science. That's the important thing. I mean, I'm sitting there, look, I love Bill Nye, the science guy, but he's the last person you should invite to a Star Wars premiere. Okay? <laughs> or him Neil and, deGrasse Tyson. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and I remember him being interviewed on the red carpet for Rogue One, and he, he so and the reporter had the audacity to say to him, "So, Mister Knight, what do you think about what do you, what do you think you're going to go in there looking for the science in this movie?" He just rolls his eyes and goes, "I'm not, <laughs> you know, yeah, just, exactly. science 
fiction. It's, but it's it's beyond science fiction. It's science a classic. Fantasy. It's pulp space opera. Yeah. It's yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. It's sci-fantasy. Sci-fantasy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's Dungeons and Dragons in space. Right. I mean, it's 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 myth mythology. Mm-hmm. So are there going to be dragons next time? Well, I want to see a live crate dragon in a movie one day. That would but, be awesome. But, or just a big any any big. Monster fight, but uh, just I, a big monster fight. I, I would say that I would, would harken back to some to especially like Return of the Jedi, absolutely. where they had those. Yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah. I would love to see somebody, you know, like go slay the dragon in a future movie. That'd yeah, they've be, all been remixing the old, you know, the original trilogy. So yeah, let's let let's see a uh, um, the their version of a Rancor fight. Absolutely, but I would just I would just go on to mention that since they were all on rails, they might have all been Gauss cannons. That launched oh, those launch. metal. Oh, yeah. oh that's I'll a good idea. Yeah. Which is essentially it's a, it's a magnetic tube. It's like a magnetic projection. Then the metal object follows that magnetic rail uh, down to its target. So that okay, that's sense. that's what I would do. But of course, I don't have the visual dictionary, so all of what yeah. I said could be wrong. But yeah, guaranteed there's a there is some kind of internal logic that they have established for how everything that you see on the screen yeah. works, even if you never actually learn about it. Well, maybe it. the bombs are just magnetic and they're drawn towards the big metal thing. That could be it too. Them. And that was and that was featured in uh, issue number three of Shattered Empire by Greg Rucka and Mark Cicchetto. Uh So uh, they they did that. They had a wide wing bombing run. And they dropped a bunch of spherical uh, bombs. Jesus Christ! They might have taken it I'm from that. You, yeah, where they Just were. Y wings for the win. Y wings dropping these payloads on adats, and the the rebel ground force is like, we're fucked. We can't take these guys. Thunk, 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 thunk. Boom! It nice. Was, yeah. So actually, that's probably even more organic than that. We're really getting hung up on. <laughs> okay, let's on let's the, go. No, I, I wasn't trying to do. No, no, yeah, no, but, no, you weren't. And but it's just fun. And this is the thing. It's this is the stuff to me that makes Star Wars fun. Is that nerds like us with with a high school science education can sit here and actually talk about this stuff. It's like, how would that work? Oh, that'd be kind of cool, <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean, yep. This is fantastic. And then what was what is the rebel? What what did the rebels do? Pfft, you know, Take out. Off, yeah. they're they're gone. Uh, and uh, General Hux gets in trouble with Supreme Leader Snoke. <laughs> in oh, he gets spanked yeah. so it was badly. Like slapstick comedy of the thirties. It was. You know what it was like. It was like being at a friend's house and their parents getting mad at them. Oh my gosh! Yes, (laughs) and you're just and like think all of the crew on the on the bridge are just standing there going, trying not to look and (laughs) trying not to listen. Which actually bears a lot of parallels to the rebel ship, where the when when we go, the exact same thing's happening in a different fashion. Exact same thing happens when uh, Leia slaps Poe and demotes him right there on the. Didn't even take him in private. Yep. No. Did it in front of the whole crew. I just mom's mad. Mom's <laughs> mad. You pissed her off, and you know just that. And, but you, it, you know one of the point. Mom's disappointed. Oh, oh. Even worse. oh. because it, it was it wasn't just that she, you know that he disobeyed, but there was so many losses, and he didn't see the the problem with it. He because, didn't. No, right. he didn't. She wants. I mean, you can tell she wants him to be the next general. She, she wants, wants him to take her doing, job. Yeah. Because he's young and he's smart enough and has all the... He's got talent coming out of his pores. Right. But he can't put a saddle on it. You know, he needs to grow up. He has to. Like she says, there were plenty of heroes out there, but there were no leaders. That's right. Right. I thought that was a great point. Which is also a tie back to the Poe Dameron comic. 
that yeah. they've been setting up that confrontation with Poe and Leia since I think issue number 14. It's like an issue on issue 20 or 30 something right now. And uh, th- this has been regular cadence since The Force Awakens is Leia trying to teach Poe to be a great leader. And what'd she have to do? She had to bust him down a ranks yeah. to, to get him to listen. Yeah. And then what happens? The first order strikes again. <laughs> it's oh, like, wow. And then it, I'm getting flashbacks to, and John, you were a big fan of this show, I believe. Um, it reminded me of the episode 33 of the reimagined Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yes. Where they keep having to jump every 33 minutes because, because they keep, Cylons keep homing in on them. Right. And in the Star Wars universe, once somebody hits hyperspace, you don't know where they're going. Yeah, right. that's that has been established canon from day yeah. one. Right. You cannot track people through hyperspace, hyperspace unless you've got some kind of tracking device, and they didn't because this is the you know this these this is uh, the resistance. Right. Resistance. There, there's there's no traitors on the resistance. No, but guess what? The first order found a way around it. And they, they have a tracking system now, which can analyze the trajectory of your, your light speed flight. And they, I guess, you know, narrow it down to a few different areas and then boom, they show up again. And it's more hate and discontent because Kylo Ren, he had himself a nasty encounter with, uh, with, uh, I almost called him Premier Snoke. I was watching, <laughs> I was watching some stuff on Soviet era Russia earlier. Uh, but Supreme, the Supreme Leader Snoke, uh, you know, General Hux, you know, walks out all smug looking. Like, yeah. just, I mean, I know he's Irish, but it was the, the most uptight British smugness <laughs> I have ever seen. And Kylo Ren walks in, and then what does he do? He gets, that's somebody else who gets a tongue lashing. Does, oh, yeah. man. So Hux gets slapped around on the bridge of, of his Star Destroyer. Uh, uh, Snoke, you know, says, you know, you're, you know, you're he too says conflicted. you're a Darth Vader wannabe. You're a Darth yeah. Vader wannabe. You're that stupid Sno- helmet That yeah. my absolute favorite line of yeah. Snoke. Take that. I think he said something. Take that ridiculous thing off. Yeah, yeah. I think he yeah. did say that. And I and when I heard that, I'm like, oh, dude, yeah. you did. Yeah. Oh no, you didn't. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah he <you> did. did. <laughs> yeah, it was it was something. And you know, and then I love how like a petulant child. Kylo Ren thinks he could stand up to Snoke, who shoots lightning at the right. ground that bounces right back up into him and throws him across the room. <laughs> Just completely bitch slapped him. Bitch slapped Barely. I mean, there he is, decked out like Hugh Hefner. I mean, God rest Hugh Hefner's immortal soul, but that guy was space half. I mean, yeah. just... <laughs> Totally decayed and wearing the finest robes and shooting lightning, which I think Hugh Hefner could. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to touch that. Yeah, because I had a completely different mental image. Hugh Hefner, Dark Lord of the Sith. Hi, boys. Uh, anyway, so I just I, I found myself really enjoying that scene. It's like, no, Kylo Ren, you who does number two work for? You work for this guy. And then we go into the scene where 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 Leia. Bitch slaps Poe, and then the First Order fleet shows up, and we find out through Finn trying to to leave the uh, cruiser because, to save Ray to save Ray because oh by the way Finn's okay now yeah yeah um, Finn's okay and uh, he's I half th- naked and leaking he's half he's naked <laughs> I think he's leaking Another back joke. To- I, I, I got oh that was I got hilarious that was with BB-8 <laughs> you know telling Poe he's like Finn's naked and leaking what <laughs> and sure enough he looks he over wasn't. and that's exactly what's happening but you know I gotta say just as a little Star Wars fanboy the thought of it's like 
Oh yeah, back to suit. Why That's the hell do they need better. a tank? Exactly. Put it, you, know, you, you use much slower, and I start getting. To, yeah, you'd use much less back dead. Be much more economical. <laughs> you can actually engage in physical therapy while going under back it's therapy. Probably easier to get the tank. I mean, to get the suit around than it is to I try know, and carry and the back to tank around. Yeah, you know, especially when you have a new spine put into your body. You know. <laughs> Um, but that was great to see Finn come around. But then Finn decided he he learned all about what happened to Ray. So, uh, you know, he uh, kind of gets the tracker and a very uh, well. If you think about it, yeah, Finn isn't a rebel. Not even when this movie or, starts. Right. It Abs- isn't until the very end right. that he actually, in my opinion, joins the rebellion. No, and 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 we'll get into that more. Mm-hmm. And I think you're absolutely right. He just he made a friend. Right. Yeah. And the he only won- friend he ever made. The right. only friend he ever made outside of his squad mates. And uh, like traitor, you know, right. FN two two one nine or two nine nine nine. Um he uh he tries to escape, then we meet Rose Tico. Uh, who is mourning the loss of her sister, sister. Paige, who was in the ball gun of the uh, of the bomber, and uh, those two meet, and uh, you know, as what normally happens to Finn, he gets shot, yeah. and uh, you know, for trying to desert. Finn has lousy luck. He has lousy luck, uh, but you know, he manages when he wakes up from his stunner. He he uh, explains the situation why he needs to go after Ray. You know what the deal is with the whole thing there. Rose then takes him over to Poe Dameron. They explain the whole thing there, and just when they're going to talk to Princess Leia about it, the mm. First Order shows up. Dun, 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 dun. And to see the conflict in Kylo Ren's face as he's coming in, t- in hot on the, in that Tie silencer, which we have a model of right here, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I'm going to pick this up. And I'm going to make a noise, and we're going to see what comes oh, out of it. This is going to be porgish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he does a lot of that to resistant ships. And uh, he's about to, to fire the, the proton torpedoes, because they're not photon torpedoes. Mm. Uh, he's going to fire the proton torpedoes, but he had to take his thumbs off the, the triggers because he couldn't kill his own mother. Well, he has just taken out the rest of the fleet. Pretty also. much. Right. right in the launch tube. Yeah, and took out y'all are a wings, Poe ship, Poe ship, and, everybody. Yeah. That, that was such a small moment that really uh, captured the humanity uh, of him. Yeah, in that, that he moment. was still conflicted at that point. Yeah, and um, yeah, but his wingmen, what did they do? Decide to do instead? Oh, uh, they no, do it anyway. Do it. Oh, we they, got the bridge yeah. in our sights. Let's yeah, do this. Thing. Yeah, let's yeah. do this yeah. thing. And Leia gets shot out. Uh, with Admiral Akbar and and the entire leadership cadre for the resistance, and uh, she's freezing in space, and and I was freezing with her. I, I, I thought that I was, was it. I, that was I was it. crying. I I, I I started to to well up really bad. I I don't think the tear actually ejected from my eyeball at that point until. <laughs> She started to move her hand. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, what killed me is we see her blown out of the cockpit or the. Yeah. Or, and we're I like, mean, well, she sucked we right know, into hard I mean, vacuum. Well, and then knowing everything behind the exactly. scenes going on with oh, her, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, oh, that's well, that, that makes sense. sense. Oh, my God. Is this it? Is this it? Are we, are we going to sit here and watch her die? But then they slowly zoom in on her little limp body in space. I was like, oh, come on. Really? <laughs> yeah. This is overdoing <laughs> it. Really killing it. And it went, and they, they really messed with your emotions because it went from, oh, man, this major character is past to, oh, my God, this major character is a fucking badass. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It was awesome. She's got the force. Right. You know, trained or not, I don't care. It's Leia's, there. Leia's yeah. got enough yeah. of the force, and she really didn't want to die. 
Yeah. 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 Actually, on second viewing, mm-hmm. if you watch just as the explosion it blows the you know windows, for lack of a better, I don't know what they're called on a ship, but windows, <laughs> yeah, she good takes enough. a deep breath. She does. You're she right. I saw that. She knows she's going to be blown and out into space. Back to it too. And she has her back to it. And right. she goes, <gasps> Yep. And so she. Which in has... Star Wars physics is a good thing to do. Yes. Because in real physics, you actually, your lungs would explode if you held it. <laughs> so you're actually supposed to expel all of your air before exactly. you suck right. the but, And then you have a chance. Yes. Right. But this is Star Wars physics. So yes, you hold your breath. Yeah. Yep. So she took a deep breath in and then. That's and what I. It was on second viewing that I noticed yep. that. No, and she did that sort of. <laughs> <laughs> she did that Avengers thing. She looked like Thor flying through the air for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> or like great. the Wicked Witch of the West. I hate to call her Wicked because she's not, but you know, it was like, I felt like the Alan Silvestri. You know, and then the Patton Oswald thing was gonna happen where the Avengers and Star Wars was gonna cross over. Um <laughs> But I, I was just that those opening scenes, the battles between the resistance and the first order. God damn, I love space battles. Yeah. <laughs> and we needed some space battles. I mean, the yeah. Force Awakens, look, the TIE fighters chasing the Falcon, um, the, 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 the charge of the resistance X Wings at Maz Kanata's castle. I mean, all that shit was good, but it was all it was in very Atmo. Short. Yeah. And it yeah. was all in Atmo. I wanted yeah. to see space flight, and yeah. we got it in spades in the first act. But there's something else that we got in the first act, and that was some conclusion to that little cliffhanger ending oh. that we had. <laughs> oh, yeah. L- Luke MFing Skywalker. <laughs> Luke Skywalker, Mother F, as another podcast out there puts it. <laughs> and I- I'll tell you what, I was just completely like, oh, God, what are they going to do? What What's the first words right. that Luke Skywalker, are, what's he going to say? We've been waiting two years. Yeah. They could. We've been late, waiting or 30, a whole hell of a lot longer yeah, than two yeah. years. And I have listened, I have watched so many spoiler podcasts and, and vids out there. And, you know, I, 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 I've heard a lot of criticism of how he just takes the lightsaber that Ray handed him. The one, the last time that it was in his right hand was when it was still flesh. Yeah. And how he just goes, Yoink and yep. throws it over his shoulder, and I, I've heard both good reviews of that and bad reviews of that. And I align with the good review because that was fucking funny. It yeah. was. It, it was it hilarious. Was both audiences. And you when have we saw this it. huge. Yep. We were talking about the other thing. You have this huge buildup to ooh, what's going to happen, and then you laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's because what could they have written? What line could yeah. they have? What come profound up with? interchange could they have had? Right. There, there really couldn't be. Right. That was going to satisfy. And that was why I think it was the best way to actually go, you have all this buildup. We've dissipated that buildup. Now the story can go. Let's yeah. break the yep. tension, yeah. and and now we can say, Master Skywalker, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> what, you're walking and, away? And not only that, but it is totally in keeping with Luke's character in The Last Jedi. Yep. That he is turned his back completely uh, uh, against the Jedi Order, wants nothing to do with any of that, and has disconnected from the force completely. Yeah. So I mean, and and you know, so it's like when you see that, you're like, ha ha, that's funny. And then you're thinking, wait a minute, why did he do that? Yeah. And then you you, you get this see revelation. the look of 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 kind of grumpy, angry Luke, you know. And she's you know, he 
takes enough time to change his clothes into his fishing gear, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> which was wearing like a fisherman's knit sweater and a tarp. And uh, <laughs> you I kind of like the leather tarp. I, <laughs> I liked it too. I thought, I mean, my God, Sideshow Collectibles has a Hot Toys six scale figure of Ooh. that, which looks beautiful. I'm just not sure it's five hundred dollars. Beautiful, oh, yikes! Um, but it's you know we see Luke Skywalker's day and it's you know meditate in the morning, you know go fishing in the afternoon and milk something. Milk <laughs> oh, that was God. so gross. Hey, that was on. that he, was rough. He grew up on blue milk. Yes, this is like this is you know new, well, this just, was green milk. Wasn't it's almost it? as is good it as Amber's Bantha milk. It yeah, wasn't I think, just yeah, the fact that it I think was, it was bantha, bantha milk. So I think somebody has to milk a bantha. <laughs> so somebody had to milk. But the I'm just saying, space walruses. This is a, the, the space walruses are, are like. Sometimes my cat just sits up, <laughs> and she's just stuck in mid cleaning her belly. And these guys are just like. Yeah, I was going to clean myself, but fuck it. Go ahead. And <laughs> you know, I just don't know what else to say. That was the that. fact that, that it just went straight from the creature into Luke's mouth. I mean, it, it went into a container for about five seconds. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that was just so gross that yeah. he just went straight from... Nobody's grabbing their bucket of milk on a farm and just like, yeah, oh, let's no. down this. That's not true. The raw milk craze is... Is big in certain places. Those, yeah. pl- those people suck. <laughs> <laughs> They're patchouli oil and whatever. I don't I, again, I'm, raw milk makes me. I'm cringe. saying, look, you can address any concerns of me calling patchouli oiled maniacs drinking raw milk to our email address, which is the real graphic content <laughs> at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at graphic podcast. But that shit's gross. Uh, <laughs> it really was. It was really gross. But then he speared this giant fish that I think he would have to like store for three days. He couldn't possibly eat that whole no, thing. No, no. He's got those little frogling things. Well, they were the caretakers. The yes, caretakers. but I mean, they look like they're, walking they, frogs. They're, they are amphibian, I believe right. I, I read. And uh, they're basically Jedi nuns. That they're, I don't know if they're force sensitive, but they take care of the old temple grounds. Nice, but of, of I, I assume he gave some of it to them. Well, I, I don't know, <laughs> Luke. I don't think Luke has much personality for anybody. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't in a giving mood. Yeah, yeah, he really wasn't. Um, but it was great to see him through his day and and see it through Ray's eyes, and it's just like. This is Luke Skywalker. This is the guy who saved the yeah. galaxy. Yeah, and he's drinking. Gross booger mill. <laughs> well, and if you it, compare it to her meeting Han Solo, right. who in her brain was, you know, this. Oh, huge... Han Solo. Sure, he was thirty years older, but he was, I mean, just as he was big still a person. Han Solo. Right, Han and Solo. he lives yeah. up to the hype. Yeah. And then she meets <gasps> Master Skywalker, and he's like, "Get away from yeah. me! <laughs> <laughs> Go away!" <laughs> he's, you know, the old man like t- yelling at the kids to get off his lawn. Exactly. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we're starting to blend into the second act here. So I want to talk about this. So so eventually she gets Luke. She she starts training on the island by herself and, and says, oh, wait a minute. I don't have to use this heavy metal <laughs> stick <laughs> anymore, stick. this piston rod from a Star Destroyer or whatever <laughs> this was. But I actually have a lightsaber in my bag. Fuck it. I'll use that. And Luke watches her train with the lightsaber, and she's actually swinging it. Yeah, fairly. she's doing a good job. She's doing a lot better than he did when he first got it. Oh god, yeah, he was using. True. I mean, he had a baseball swing. You know? Right, it's like he had like a Mark McGuire kind of <laughs> happen in there, and she had her own unique style. 
She yeah. really did. Right. Yeah. And I think it's because of the stick. She's used to the stick. Exactly. So she's using that lightsaber like she would, you know, go through those same movements. And just as a fan of the Clone Wars cartoon, to see her go backhand technique, yes. like yeah. Ahsoka Tano awesome. for a minute, I was like, dope. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I just like that part. Then Luke's going, oh, so she's serious about this, eh? And, and then it's like, oh, wait, she's totally out of control. Okay, we got to do something about this. Right. And something else that happens in this general time frame is she has a beginning of reach out and touch someone moments oh. right. with Adam Driver, which I thought were shot superbly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, very good. I, I mean, honestly. That, that, that's, that's an example. I and mean, There's been a big, um, a big push lately looking at the editing of Star Wars and the fact that like George Lucas's, you know, ep- you know episode four was saved in the editing yes. um, from, you know, some real problems with the directing. And that, that was, those sequences were editor's dreams. The editor, right. the editor for, um, the editor for Last Jedi should get an Oscar nod because that yeah, a nomination at the very least. Yeah, um, because it looked like that even though he was on that the the Supremacy, which was the name oh, of Snoke's like that. capital ship, um, he was like looking right at her, mm-hmm. and she was looking right at him. And through the editing process and and the cinematography, the DP on this, oh. some of the shots oh. this guy got to keep the eye line. Perfect, also. Yeah. Uh, right? right? I mean, that's something that is vital to make a scene like that work so that you're not looking, you know, squaring up and breaking the fourth wall and looking right into the camera. Yeah. So that eye line was so important. And I felt like I was totally in the scene. And I bought that as a force power. Like these two were, I thought there was some greater connection. We'll get into that in a little bit too. Um, and just as a warning, we're at the 55 minute mark about here. To say, if we hurry, if we <laughs> yeah. hurry. Um, but I am going to say that, that this kids is going to be a long podcast. So if you need to take a break at any time, just hit the pause button, do what you got to do and then come on back. Uh, no one will blame you. No one will blame you because we're <laughs> still talking, but I just found those occasions when the two of them had to, had a chance to converse and, it it paid off the marketing in a way, even though that I knew the marketing was was kind of setting us up for a false expectation of raid, you know, Joy. falling, clickbaiting yeah, us, yeah. Clickbaiting clickbaiting us <laughs> for the dark for the dark side. Somebody but, was going to switch sides according to that trailer, right. exactly. Right. And I, I'm si- I'm sitting there going, oh no, Ray's going to drop. You know, I I didn't see Ray falling to the dark side, but I was convinced she was going to bring Kylo to. The, on the first viewing, because right. I had seen it once before, yeah. uh, I was paying attention. And I, I really feel like there was an opportunity to bring Kylo to the light, at least in Ray's mind. Mm-hmm. But to see that Kylo had his own intention, he had his own motivation, he had his own plan that... No, I want to bring Ray over to my side and take over and take yeah. over right. the whole thing. And look, let's skip forward a little bit. Let's go right to it. There's okay, so second act. Can se- we all agree? Yes. That while I'm very happy for Finn and Rose, and may they live happily together, <laughs> <laughs> that there's sort of a long, you know, sequence with the casino and the. Finding and then we get locked up and then we run away and then we meet crazy Benici. I, I maybe we, that's the part we can agree that 
It was the there weakest part of the movie. There doesn't need to be I a ton of discussion. There really about doesn't the, need to be that storyline. And you know what's sad is, is that Canto Bite was set up so well from a production design, cinematography, special effects, creature right. effects. They could have added a lot of depth story wise to it because there, it was there visually. Right. And then you hire an actor like Justin Theroux to play who was like James Bond, the way that Maz Kanat, by the way, I'm not even talking about Maz Kanat's right. cameo because that was bullshit. Yeah. That, Actually, I do have one thing. Okay, say it. Did you hear this on the second viewing that when she says, I'm in a union dispute? Union dispute. In the background, there is a hut laughing. No. Oh. Yes. I missed there that. There is a hut laughing. It laugh. would make perfect sense. Okay, well, that, okay. That's, That's fucking awesome. Yeah, so watch <laughs> it again and listen. You can hear a hut go, uh, 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 Okay, you know. I am at, well, I'm going to go see it a third <laughs> of time. Course. So, you know, because Star Wars. And, um, Wow, I did not hear that. And that's one of the great things, just as another quick side note, Easter eggs throughout this movie. Right, yeah. Right. And and they're not forced. They're just sometimes in the background, like you were saying, just that's the stuff that makes Star Wars Star Wars with this shit. Yeah. And uh so but it looked like it was cut from Battlefront too. I'll be quite honest. Yeah, it, 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 did. it, it, it didn't look good. And it didn't really match any of the other, whenever we've seen somebody talking to somebody via whatever they, their communications They're normal the hol- hol- right. holograms. They're, 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 and they're single, they're monocolored. Right. They're, and this was very... Right. We got to see her in her... camera following her, which yeah, is not like what happens. It's usually a single... Unless she had like a floating camera droid like some of the journalists do in the right. Aftermath books, yeah. I just did not yeah. feel it. It, I, it felt... Horn shoot in. And, and it's not yeah. on Lupita Nyong'o. That's on oh, the no. script and that's yeah, on the right. direction. And, and and I think Ryan Johnson, his writing partner, have to own that one. Yeah. And and just like they have to own the Cantabite scene. Well, I'll defend right. Cantabite by just saying I am glad that they did get into the whole military-industrial complex. Yes. That is yeah. true. That is that's important they that they never that. have touched that, on, really. And you're absolutely right. That was the best takeaway from that entire scene. But there was all this setup and, and all these creature effects and all this thing. And, and like they talk about the guy with the certain flower right, on his right. lapel. And I when, once I saw Justin Thoreau decked out like Carrie Gable in a James Bond dinner jacket, yeah. I'm thinking, holy shit, we're going to get super spy in space? <laughs> because I could see Justin Thoreau from, you know, I liked him in The Leftovers. I could totally see him playing that kind of, right. uh, why don't you blow on these, my lovely? You know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm that's thinking, true. I was, I was like, yeah, no, we get a dirtbag like fucking Benicio Del Toro <laughs> playing one of his side characters from The Usual Suspects. With a stutter. Stutter? Yeah, we got fucked on that one. I'm sorry, but that was like one of his, one of the different takes he gave to Brian Singer on The Usual Suspects. I think it was a throwaway character. And I love Benicio Del Toro. I mean, fucking Sicario. He was genius oh, yeah, yeah. in that film. Yeah, Again, true. this goes back to the writing and the it directing. It goes back yeah. to the writing and the directing. And sometimes in Star Wars, when you're writing a Star Wars movie, as as we know... Uh, sometimes you paint with a broad brush. Well, and yeah. I think again, you you wanted to give Finn a story because you got Ray's story. Yeah, you you got so they have to do something you had with Poe's story. You taking, had Poe's story taking yeah. a major Poe. hit with his introdu- introduction to Amalyn Holdo, right? Or Vice yeah. Admiral. Well, Holdo. and that's the part I think we should talk about. To me, yes. that second out is all I, about that conflict between. I just want to Poe and. Her. And I agree. I just want to close out the Cantobite thing is that was a wasted opportunity. Right. Yeah. There was a lot more that could have been done there. I don't think you bring in great character actors like Justin Thoreau and just throw them away on one line. Right. I, I, 
I, I just think, unless maybe we get to see him in the next he movie. He may come back. You I would know. love to see a James Bond in Star Wars movie. I, I would dig well, that. Well, isn't Ryan Johnson supposed to do three Star Wars spinoff movies? Oh, yeah. So, no, so maybe be, he introduced uh, him because he does plan on using yeah, him. Yeah, he is he's kind of ruled out doing an Old Republic-based film, so mm-hmm. maybe it's in the future mm-hmm. or parallel. Who knows? Yeah. And 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 we'll we'll see how much we're looking forward to that, I think, as we're wrapping this thing up. But I think that the crux of the second half is the tension between Poe Dameron and Vice Admiral Holdo. Yeah. Holy shit. All of the I mean, I love how everybody in the in in the fleet wears uniforms except for <laughs> yeah. the middle-aged women. Yeah. That they will wear They're whatever like, the I'm hell. I'm going to wear this beautiful dress today. I'm going to look fierce with my purple hair and my, mm-hmm. my costume that I got from a set on Downton Abbey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like, it seriously. Was yep. Honest to God, Laura Dern, she is a treasure. What I, I loved about her. it is yeah. first viewing, I uh, hated her. I was like, you, what is wrong with you? You're such a bitch. I mean, and then the second viewing, you're like, oh my God, this makes so perfect right. sense. Yeah. She is a well, yeah. She's completely, you know, she's completely right. And we oh, saw and I thought she might oh, be a defector. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, they, right. they set that up beautifully. Yeah, they yeah. really did. They and really I'm glad did. I didn't read Princess, or excuse me, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, Claudia Gray's novel of Leia as a teenager, because um, they introduced Haldo as one of her best friends in the political academy on Alderaan. Yeah, she becomes her apprentice. Something like, like that, yeah. Like her assistant Her assistant, yeah. And the two become lifelong friends. And you know what? I got that from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. When, when that Leia's... That scene at the, the end very of... End, yeah. They made it believe... That was on the actors. They made done. that believable. Honest yeah. to God, yeah. Laura yeah. Dern is one of these character actors that... Doesn't get enough cred. I mean, I know she's been uh, nominated. I forget the movie she was nominated for. Rambling Rose, I think. You're right. Actually, you're 100% right. Um, But she has made some incredible films and and done incredible performances and knows big blockbuster pictures. Jurassic Park? I was going to say that little dinosaur movie. (laughs) Uh, Not the good dinosaur. No, (laughs) not that. But seriously, she she is a fantastic actress. Um, and a big Star Wars fan. And a yeah. giant nerd. Oh, yeah, huge Star Wars fan. Oh, my fan. God. I see the interview with her, and she tears up she when just she turned, talks about yeah. that she got, you know, she got to be in this, and she got to do that. And that was so wonderful to see, because a lot of the younger actors, some of them have seen it, but a lot of them, they're like, yeah, I'd never seen it before. She's kind of in our generation. I'm 48. Yeah. And yeah. she just turned 50, so she's just a couple of years older than me. By the way, I mean one of the most awesome looking fifties you could possibly oh, be. God, yeah. I mean, she's yep. just and beautiful. I, and I've just and, uh, enjoyed watching her like for the past half year on Twin Peaks: The Return. Oh, okay. She, she yeah, she played Diane, yep. uh, who was uh, Dale Cooper's secretary, and uh, she was originally supposed to be like in the movie Fire Walk with Me as a character, and there was like conflict, you know, scheduling conflicts, so she never got to be in it. And then when he comes back with the series, he's like, "No, I want you because David David Lynch knows his people." Right. And, okay. I mean, she you know she did amazing work with Lynch for so many years, and actually uh, has been on record saying that you know working on the return really helped her get into like you know like 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 the power and the strength of of uh, Vice Admiral Holdo. That's and fantastic. Like, yeah. That is fantastic. And I had just seen her in the HBO miniseries Big Little Lies. Uh, which is a murder mystery 
uh, set in Monterey and their their shishi rich community, which is it, it stars um, uh, Reese Witherspoon, Shailene Woodley, and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Um, and but she plays a huge role in that. And she's coming back for season two. They're mm-hmm. actually going to do another season of that show. And I I mean I only watched it peripherally, and I was just drawn into it as my wife was watching it. <laughs> and I'm like, this is actually great television. I'm just thinking, okay, it's Real Housewives and Murder. No, it was much <laughs> deeper than that. But but this is the kind of character work that Laura Dern's been doing recently. Right. And she didn't bring any less to Star Wars The Last Jedi. Mm. She was so good. And, and everything about that performance, especially, again, on second viewing or yep. repeated viewings, you just got so much more from it than that. Oh, this is this. You know, that first time you're watching it, you're just like, I'm in a Star Wars movie, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, but watching her again and the scene where, you know, she spins the, the, I don't know what Leia the command ship ar- around. Uh, yeah. It was called, believe it or not, the Radis. The Radis for Admiral Radis oh, okay. of Rogue of oh, Rogue, Rogue One. One. Ah, okay. yes. Nice. Yes. But when she starts to swing again, another Probe moment. that shield. I'm sorry. <laughs> another moment where Hux goes, oh, they're just, you know, it's a decoy. Right. And then his face falls. Love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, balls. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you believed every minute of it. You, you then got so much knowing you're like, this woman's done this. She knows yeah. what flying this is. And there's a whole story behind her. Those right. scenes with Leia, the part where she says, Oh, he's he's a he's kind of a smartass. I like him. Yeah, you know, well, there I, was so much in the little pieces. I liked what she said to Poe first, which is, "So I've dealt with you, trigger happy fly boys <laughs> right. before." I was yeah. like, "Oh shit, yeah. it's coming right yeah. now." And Poe Dameron got the verbal beatdown of his yeah. life. Yeah, I, I really did. She ended up being one of my favorite characters from the movie. What yeah. she just my like? First oh, Leia's a- last action was demoting you, right? right. Yeah. yeah, right. That As was I great. Oh, that if was... I remember right, Leia's last yeah. documented action was demoting you, and he's like, "Okay, Commander, Captain, whatever," you know. Yeah. <laughs> and and then yeah, Poe Dameron trying to mansplain to the Vice Admiral of the Frigate Resistance. <laughs> oh, that was that great. Was... And, Rachel, I'm not sure if you've heard of mansplaining, but mansplaining oh, is when a man <laughs> tries to explain something oh, that a woman already gracious. understands. <laughs> so. I have a husband, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy crap, John. I, I, I'm sorry, Gary. You're going to have to drive home with her. So. Uh, that's, okay. that's okay. Yeah, he's, he's done this for 20-something years 22. now? 22. 22 years. Wait. Married oh. 22. Well, married Together to, oh, 26. Okay. Thank you. So, first date. Yeah. <laughs> that anniversary is uh, July. Met her at the party at Rachel's house. The other anniversary. Rachel's house. Yeah. yeah wow. Okay. So, this has been going on for a while. Uh, <laughs> okay. Back to lightsabers. So, yeah, <laughs> lightsabers. And so, okay. So, uh, there's some great training sequences. I want to brush over it between. Luke and well, Ray. Before we leave Hollow, though, oh, our final okay. act. Yes. That scene directed. Well, well, I want to go into that in okay. the third act. Okay. okay. Because <laughs> okay. that is, okay. that's like one of the, just, anyway. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, so Ray's training with Luke for quite a bit through yes. the second act. And Luke's whole mission is, okay, I'm going to train you how to control your force for hours, and I'm going to tell you why the Jedi should shut down. I have a, a call I, out. Okay. He says, I'm going to teach you three lessons. Three lessons. Oh, I we love only that. see two. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He never gets to the third. You know, what? we are going to be talking about Luke's third lesson forever. forever. I was like, <laughs> I, I, on the rewatching, I'm like, maybe I missed it. Maybe he. Said I think it and she I missed left it. before the third lesson. And that's she it. did. She left before yeah. the third lesson, and I'm like, what's the third oh, lesson? I just figured he freaked out whenever she went into the darkness, and he's just like, "We're done here. You didn't even try to stop yourself. Your training yeah, is he over. Was, yeah. He right. was. There is no third lesson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was taken aback, and Ray, and Ray was like okay, screw it, and she left, and we're going to get into what she left we're with. We're going to get a force ghost. And we're going to get that third <laughs> lesson. If yes. you would have stayed, I would yes. have told yeah. you this. <laughs> <laughs> I would have told you to yes. just calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but uh, Ray gets fed up, right. just like Luke kind of got fed up with Yoda. Yep, he it does leave before his training yeah, is complete. Same thing. He leaves the, so, because he sees a vision of his friends in trouble. She thinks she can help Ben. Yeah, so it, it's a similar motivation. Yeah, it's, if, I can leave to help people. And it's not. And and this is what I like about this movie so much is that so much less of this movie is on the nose, I like the Force say, Awakens. It's not yeah. a Star Killer base yeah. or a Death Star. Death but, Star. But there are still. Noticeable similarities. Leaving and, your training from the very wet planet. Yes. And early. And, right. Right. And the old grumpy master. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, I said if there's a giant round object blowing up other giant round <laughs> objects, I'm walking out of the fucking theater and I'm done. Fair enough. For, and, and, and and that might have been worth walking out on. I yeah. actually did think that what they did in this movie was... They did take pieces from Empire, and they took pieces from Return. Yeah. Giving them the chance to go, okay, yes, we do want to do homages because, as is done in many things, not just this, the idea is, for lack of a better, the circle's a wheel. Yes. Time goes around, and yes. things reoccur, it, and people face the same situation. It's the whole Dharmic cycle. And it and makes me excited for the next one because they've now hit our wheel. Yes. We've hit all those high points. Because there was the so much of Jedi that was reimagined. Right. Yeah. The next I mean, one doesn't have to hit any when, of those when points she, yeah. they've done it. When she shoots the Falcon escape pod, which or I'm mm. going to call escape coffin, actually, yeah. and <laughs> lands on the supremacy, and she's ta- she's putting binders, it's, she's taking up the elevator. I mean, it was like, it's boom, boom. It's Return yeah. of the Jedi. Return right. of the Jedi. You don't have to do this. Yes, yep. I do. No, you don't. Oh, oh, it's oh, Supreme Leader I'm Snow. Kill the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Except in this one, we get to see the guys in the red armor fighting. That, that was, was the awesome. fucking that was awesome. shit. That was those awesome. whips awesome. were fucking yeah. bad. Weren't those yeah. awesome. awesome? That was All awesome. The, I, look, there. I I had watched the the one thing that probably spoiled me for this movie the most was the training featurette mm. that they put out. It was like two and a half minutes long, and you there was this scene of Ray taking on like three or four different guys and they're all with training the wooden what do they call them? Bokas. Bokin. Yeah. yeah. And uh so they're all you know stick fighting with each other. But to see that pay off because yeah. I love I have currently four, I think three of the currently released Praetorian Guard action figures, the six inch guys. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait till I get all eight. I mean, <laughs> I I need them. They're so awesome. But that's just me, the collector. But to see your like, wife uh, is sitting in the background going, "Hi, yes, honey, we need, we need five more of those." I, no, no, no. We need because one of the interesting things was, if you didn't notice, Ryan Johnson called this out early um, in the ramp up to this movie coming out, is that each member of the Praetorian Guards have their own unique weapon. Mm-hmm. Jim, oh. you may actually know this. Who yeah. were the blue-eyed guys standing near the 
big magnifying glass is the only way I can describe that thing in Snoke's thing. At some point, you see the Praetorian Guard around, but yeah. the two guys near that yeah. thing, it just they look like really tall Jawas with blue eyes, basically. I, I have a feeling that that might be something we see in the next movie. Okay, because I have couldn't not, figure out I what haven't those seen were. Her. I I'd have never not seen, seen them before, them. and mm. they disappear during the fight scene. I was about scene. to say, and where do they go? Right. I, I bet you they, they take <laughs> they, a ship and go back into the unre- unknown regions where Snoke yeah. came from. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah, maybe they, yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, I, I just, I was sitting there going, ooh, those are like the Imperial Dignitaries. Yeah. <laughs> Remember right. the action figures, Imperial Dignitary, John? Yeah, the most boring <laughs> yeah. action figure ever, yeah. <laughs> it was an old dude in a weird hat. Oh, you know? hilarious. But then you get... You start reading the Aftermath series, and then you got guys like Yoop Tashu, right. who form a terrorist group of Vader wannabes called the Acolytes of the Beyond. These are so the kids. These are the kids. Yep. They were re- recruit street-level teenagers, give them Sith masks to corrupt them, yep. and advanced weapons to go tear down police stations and, and other civil institutions and then spray paint Vader lives in Orabesh yeah. on, on the sides of buildings. Nice. That's where I think Kylo Ren came from. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And he might <laughs> I'm saying that the or I should say the Knights of Ren, I think he was built out of the the Acolytes of the Beyond. That's one of the prevailing theories out there. But so we're in the throne room scene. Okay. <laughs> Very oh, the, Jedi like the writing was spot on. And Andy Circus, yeah. let's call oh, him out. Oh, he nailed Can it. Can we call it out right now that Andy Circus was dripping yeah. with venom yeah. and fire? <laughs> and you could hear in his controlled voice his hatred. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, God. That, <laughs> I want to see the performance capture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I cannot There's wait for the Blu-ray release. Yeah. yeah. So I could see Andy Circus just do that shit in the in the in the mocap in the onesie yeah. with all the triangles <laughs> and the dots on it. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm looking for. But I think Andy Circus is possibly one of the best actors working today, doing something no other actors are doing. Yeah. Um, his his work, I mean, besides the Apes film, uh, films, I should say, mm-hmm. you know, his work on, on Kong, a- Kong all, Age of Ultron, the upcoming Black Panther, well, he's getting to uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Thank you. I'm about to say, excuse me. <laughs> you know, we like Sid the Precious. Um, but that he is a phenomenal actor. And I, I And I want to see more of Andy Serkis do Andy Serkis. But what I saw with Supreme Leader Snoke, I saw somebody who could live. I saw yeah, a living, right. breathing creature. Sort of how well Frank Oz portrayed Yoda in I Empire. I love Yoda coming back. Oh my God! I Frank did. Oz was able to keep Stum on the on the red carpet. Yeah. Not even, not even hint that there right. was a. Oh, I'm just. How do you feel about this movie? Oh, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. You, <laughs> yeah, that was you it, old fucker. I swear. <laughs> that was awesome. That, that was, was great, and he he was. The Yoda I like best. He's the sort of Yoda. mischievous yeah. Yoda. Yoda yeah. Where he's like yes. giggling. With humor. Now, I'm sorry. There's no way he didn't know those books weren't already in there. Exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> he Yoda knew. They knew. were gone. Yeah. Well, Yoda, Yoda joined with the Cosmic Force, so he right. knew he knew what was cracking at that point. <laughs> that was hilarious, where what? he's like, page turners, they were not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, it's you like, know, you really like to read those? Yeah. <laughs> you know. But um, that throne room scene and what went on and and the whole mind—I'll just say it—the whole mind fuck yeah. of of Snoke thinking he's 
reading exactly what Kylo's thinking, and yeah. Kylo is it's like hey, I'm going to turn the lightsaber right. so I can kill my it's true like, yes, enemy. You aren't seeing me turn a lightsaber <laughs> yeah. and kill and, my true. You're seeing me do it with two, <laughs> and not thinking and that there's ha- a dual. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. how often is arrogance the downfall yes. of a great leader? Right. Yeah. Because for all we know, now there's been so little. I, as we know, we have alluded to, Gary and I, we've really dived into the deep canon, mm-hmm. uh, the books. I've been reading some more of the comics that have been coming out. They have purposely stayed away from Snoke. Like, Snoke yes. is radioactive for In fact, for I was canon. saying that. And we na- still know nothing. And now I want a life and times of Supreme Leader Snoke <laughs> novel. <laughs> right. I'm serious. I, I need to... I think now's the time to get that, yep. that sort oh, of novel. Oh, of course. Yep. Right. But... That his his own arrogance took him down, thinking that he could not be outsmarted yeah. right, by who is essentially a grumpy teenager, yep. mm-hmm. and who he, is now in charge, yeah. <laughs> which makes him even more dangerous. I have now. a grumpy teenager. I wouldn't put her in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Who's sitting in the other room? Hi, Hannah. Uh, but the fact is, is that. And right after that, what do the Praetorian guards do? They don't kneel to, to no, Kylo Ren. No way. They're like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> 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 and all of those weapons and that, that fight, fight scene. That, that was amazing. Yeah. Incredible. That was yeah. amazing. I, I don't Ray know. Ray and Kylo back to back. That was like the best. Oh, and obviously connected. I'm keeping yes. this oh, yes. way. You're jabbing this way. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. They were fighting together. Exactly. And, and it was also, Snoke, I'm sorry, just real quick. It was also revealed that Snoke had been putting Ray and uh, Kylo okay, together. Now we know yeah. that. But yeah. after he dies, they still have they a stu- moment where they yes. see That's each other. That's what so I was that about to say. Were you? Okay. Is that connection shows that that was bullshit on yeah. Snoke's part. Right. Like, well, there, there would have been something there. He, he flamed it. Like, yeah. He might have done the initial introduction, but they it kept in. it going. That, yeah. yeah, they're they're together now, and, and that was, made me think they were they might be brother and sister because of how Luke, Luke and Leia, Leia. Yeah. exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's like, not that's not an unfair call out. I mean, I, I and who knows? But we we talked about we found out her parents are just a couple of junkers that dumped her on the planet. So Kylo says, right? Well, uh, Jim, you posted on uh, a great quote on Twitter. What was that? That oh shit, and I, I I wanted I cannot remember the name of the source, so please forgive me if you're listening to this podcast. But it's it, it was something along the lines of is it's kind of galling to believe that that great people can't come from ordinary beginnings. Right. Yeah, it's like only, one of one of the worst gr- things about fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. that only that great people idea. can come from great parents. Right, and I think and, that's why it should be that. She's just a kid of junkers, and she happens to have a power just, that, that. I was just hoping that one of them would be one of one of the drunk, drug-addled parents was like the the grand nephew of Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> it's not much to ask. Well, part of it is Star Wars has established this legacy of a bloodline. Yes. Right. Yeah, they, right. But I was but reading an it's article. Also, established Force babies. Yes, yes. that mm-hmm. sometimes the Force needs a baby. That has the power that that is lacking somewhere in the universe. Some power is coming up too strong. Luke's cut himself off. We need somebody strong on the light side. That's exactly where I was going with that. I read an article on CBR that you know because comic I th- book resources. Yeah, and you. so <laughs> they were saying like because I, I thought the whole bloodline thing, and then they said, well, if you look at Anakin. Anakin just happened. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And I was like, well, that makes sense. And that really puts into perspective the possibility that Ray just happened. Right. right. And up until she this movie, we, sh- we had thought canon was that Anakin was created by the Force. Right. Or that the 
Palpatine had something manipulated the force to do this. It's like, no, this movie establishes no. It just pops up. Yeah. It's right. just a mushroom. Boom. It's There's like water finding its level. There, right. There's a gap in the volume, so now the water is going to rush to fill it. Right. Yep. You know, it's, um, I'm going to do a deep cut of my own. Uh, all the way back to the West End Games Star Wars role-playing Ooh. game. Oh, Lord. Going <laughs> Which back. so much of the expanded universe originated from were those games. Yes. I mean, this is, this is a very worthy game, but there was one thing that always cut me and Jim the wrong way, and that was it was written in the rules yes. that Luke Skywalker was stronger than you. You could be a Jedi, you could have Jedi yep. powers, you could build them up, yep. but Luke Skywalker would always be stronger than you. So no, how, no, however you could build your character up, Luke Skywalker was just that much better. Yeah, he was always like one point better than you. And that was written in the rules. And it always struck us the wrong way. And I think it gets back to that idea of the bloodline. And, right. and, and there's interesting things to be said about bloodlines and power. I mean, you know, obviously George Lucas was heavily influenced by Dune. Yeah. You know, where, you know, you had the House Atreides and the Bene Gesserit Sisterhood mm. and the Guild Navigators and all that stuff, which there was so much of their power was built on on eugenics and whatnot. But it's just nice to see that power is not necessarily hereditary. Yes. Yeah. Right. That the common folk can be heroes, like Broom Boy at yes. Canto Bite. Oh, yes. I love when the, the ending. Floats to his oh, that was hand so and great. Like, yeah. And he's holding it like a sword, yes. like we the did shadow, when we were right. kids. Yeah. yeah. The shadow looks looks like yep. a Jedi. Game. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so so that fight tur turns out really well for Kylo and Rey, even though the Praetorian Guards went down like champs, I thought. I yeah. mean, oh, no, oh, they, yeah. Fought, yeah. they fought. They yeah. fought as well as they could against two super powerful uh, Jedi. Oh, and they ended Jedi. that fight absolutely on target with yep. the... Kylo throws the saber to him. Pow. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, oh, yeah. that was the that shit. Was awesome. That was the best. Yeah. That was just, just activate it. And, yep. you know, it reminds me of this old Republic uh, trailer for one of their updates where the Jedi only activates her lightsaber when she's about to strike somebody. Oh, yeah. nice. So it, it was just this nice call out to that. And just the way that he did it, yep. fucking yeah. perfect. Yep. So we get into the third act of the movie. So... So Ray and or about to get into the third act of the movie, uh, Ray and Kylo, uh, they immediately begin to disagree as yes. to next steps. <laughs> right? Hey, Kylo, come with me. We'll go back. The whole universe will be light and happy. Rainbows and unicorns. Or no, space. no, no. You don't understand. Now we're in charge. We're going right. to take it over. We're going to kill everything, and we're going to we're going to run the galaxy. We're going to bring Aces. peace and order to the galaxy right. together. And anytime I hear that, goes. Hmm. Space Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But he does touch on the uh, let the past go. Yes. Which I think yeah. the very end of this movie is a message to us. You're, you've just, you know, we've been through Empire callbacks. We've been through Return callbacks. Yep. Now, let it all go. Let the it next all... movie, you have no idea what's coming. It's, right. it's, it's a fresh go. start. Yes. And soon we go to, we find out what, what Admiral Holdo's plan was the entire that time. Was awesome. yes. Yeah. And her plan was is to get them to a an old rebel alliance base on this mineral planet called Crate. And holy shit, Poe Dameron's eyes goes wide and say, you know, and he didn't say it, but he's like, wow, I'm a fucking yeah. moron. Right, right. <laughs> yes. you know? yeah. As soon as he wakes up on that shuttle and he realizes what's going on, he's like, oh, yeah, that, that's actually this not a bad idea. why you listen to command. This is why you <laughs> listen to flag officers. That, on, honestly, 
I'm going to say that was probably one of the least enjoyable parts for me. The whole conflict, I felt like the movie was long, and if the, and they could have established those things in maybe two scenes as opposed to stringing it out and making it a big battle and making it a back-and-forth thing. You know, I was just not really a fan of that, and I think part of that was Are just... Are you talking about the land battle? Um, no, the battle on the ship. Got it. The internal struggle between, between Tamron and uh, yes. right. That that could be fair. I mean, I'd, I'd have to see it on a third time to to totally jump on board with you. But you know, it, the the movie was long. I mean, it's over two, two and a half. It's hours. the longest Star Wars movie to date. Yeah, yeah. and they um, could have cut that out. I felt like and still had the same result at the end because regardless of how it worked out with with either one, it would have. Now, I can make the argument that the reason you have to have all that stuff with Poe and Haldo and all that is because, again, it feeds into the Finn and Rose story. So we have to have Finn do something. They gave him this storyline where he goes off that ultimately turns out to be useless. It was a nothing quest. It was a nothing quest. But but without that, what do you do with Finn for the movie? So they do that. And so then you have to do the thing where Poe has to keep fighting Haldo because that feeds into the Finn story. So that may be why we got a little more that of makes that sense. because if, they need to feed that Finn story as and well. And I, I heard a reviewer say this, so I don't want to say that this is a wholly original thought on my part, but there was a sort of element. Did anybody see the movie Crimson Tide? Yes. yes. With Gene Hackman and Denzel yes. Washington. Yes. Okay, it's so brilliant. Adam has an, it's a submarine thriller where a nuclear Los Angeles-class nuclear sub gets the codes to launch its nuclear arsenal. And Gene Hackman plays the captain, and Denzel plays his his executive officer. And uh, both the captain and the XO have to turn the keys together, and he refused to. Denzel refused to, because he's like, no, this has to be a mistake. We cannot start World War III. And there was this tension between the two between the commanding officer and and this junior officer even though he was pretty high ranking second in command second in command that you know there was this this it was a back and forth it was this battle of not just i mean yeah there was like like the ship started to form two factions yeah yeah and there was this back and forth and then there were fist fights because it was a tony scott movie movie. well yeah roll tide (laughs) they talk about the silver surfer and the whole comic book side story (laughs) well my daddy played for alabama so roll tide (laughs) so you know anytime they said we shot we are the uss alabama (laughs) roll tide (laughs) uh but I would have liked to, them to have cut out more of the Finn Rose stuff mm-hmm. and ratchet up the tension and the stakes between Finn, who ultimately committed mutiny. Right. Poe, you mean. Oh, Poe, po, yeah. excuse right. me. Yeah. Poe, who committed mutiny. Right. Full-on naval... Yeah. Mutiny. Yeah, take mutiny. the entire executive staff. And, and, and had them, you know, restricted to the... You know, landing bay or something. Launch bay, yeah. The launch bay while they go out and gonna go fight. And then uh, Leia wakes up and shoots Poe. That was so awesome. Which I love the ring shaped stun blasting. They brought back the ring shaped stun blaster from from A New Hope. Hope. So I would have preferred to have seen more of that tension build up between um, Poe and Holdo. Right. Rather than that Cantobite story, which was really, really a needless exercise. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, all it or really at least did it could have been shortened. Getting, yeah, it leads to Finn getting back onto an Imperial 
Or you excuse know, me, a first order ship. A first, I'm sorry, but it, it, <laughs> they're it, always going to be imperial what, in my but brain. But it, it leads him to having a fight with Captain Phasma, right? Which is what we all want anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, they fought a little bit, but Captain Phasma had about ten minutes of screen time again. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. which I have to say, I've seen. I don't know how many interviews with the cast now, and everyone keeps saying, "Who would win, Brienne or Captain Phasma?" Brienne would kick Captain Phasma's ass. Fucking English, <laughs> she would. She'd kick her out of a fucking airlock, is what she yeah. would do. I was uh, kind of sad they really. I, they killed off Captain Phasma, right. and it made her look like uh, like they set her up in in the Force Awakens is almost like a second in command to you know right right uh, in threat wise to right. yeah. Kylo Ren, and in this she's not really not anything. Much, no, no, it, she she makes her comeback. She's no she, Brienne of Tarth. You know the the <laughs> comic where the five issue comic is about how she is about her getting out of the trash compactor and getting back in favor, basically. Um, That was pretty good. Um, The book is allegedly about her complete origins being taken as a child by the First Order. I haven't read that one yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was really hoping for more character from Captain Phasma. I I think Gwendolyn Christie is an amazing actor. And they really underused her. They just didn't use what she could do. This is an actor. She is a... we're also talking two and a half hour movie. Right. She may have done more, but, right. but they we've already got two and a half hours. We can't shove, you know, another 30 minutes on just so we get Phasma service. But they could have cut yeah. from some oh, other... Oh, that's true. Right. They could have right. cut the, other the voices. And, you know, well, you know, and we're already at an hour and a half, so I, I want to cut to the final battle if we can. Of course. Um, you know, they get to Crate, they get to the Resistance base, and um, somebody shows up. To uh, meet with his sister after a very long time. Oh, oh God. And that I was cried like cried. a fucking yeah. baby. Cried. Yeah. I cried. I did. Mm-hmm. To see, because I, I have such an affinity for, for Carrie Fisher for so many um, uh, different reasons, probably because I'm a famous Hollywood script doctor. <laughs> um, but she's always been kind of a hero of mine for for multitude of reasons. And uh, to see this final scene with, with Carrie... And and Mark Hamill um, reconnecting, and he goes Leia, and she goes, Shh, Luke, I know what you're gonna say. I did something to my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I know Carrie Fisher wrote that. I was line. gonna say yeah. the exact same thing. I know she wrote that because again, what she, are you gonna say? <laughs> what do you say after that many years apart? Right. And, and it was also hard knowing this was gonna be like their the last, last scene together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then you know, so they have their little send off, and then. You know, they see Luke get fired on by the ATM C oh, wow. sixes. That was so wonderful. Amazing. And the, he just the red under the red under that salt oh really came God. out of that. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. And then, you know, and uh Kylo Ren was just gonna let it go. And he was gonna let and Hux is like, cease fire. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you got him? You think you got yeah, it was yeah. a great line. And then Luke Skywalker is just there and just brushes his shoulder shoulder off. And he's the Luke Skywalker we thought we were going to get the entire time. Yes, yes. Yes. I mean, it's like, it's, you know, 10 years younger, dressed all in black. Dark beard. Dark beard. Dark beard. He got the just for men just in time. (laughs) And uh, there was this one, uh, the Steel Wars podcast. He he has had this hashtag for a show called uh, that is hashtag ignite the green, oh, and I was ready for yeah. the green saber. Yeah. Nah, he nah. ignited daddy saber yeah. for that yeah. one. Yeah. And well, there's so many clues. 
Yes, that yeah, if, that's one of that that's a big one. That's one of them because we watched. Like, how did I miss this the first? Because time? we watched Kylo and Ray play tug of war, right? And with the, that blue lightsaber, yeah, split in half. Yeah. But he ignites that. And I, but the first viewing, I'm exactly. not even. I'm not I'm even red. watching it. Exactly. The footprint things where Kylo oh. moves and it it shows red. Luke and that moves was, and it stays white. And I how wish. Did, how did I miss that? But <laughs> yeah, no, what was great about that, that was yeah. that was a direct rip. I can't remember which movie, but that was a Kurosawa reference. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, I, I knew it had to be some the, that, the that. foot movement shows the movement you're going to throw at you're, me. Exactly. Right. That's exactly the way I watch it. I'm like, oh, he knows exactly what Kyle's going to do, and uses his. Of course, sabers never touch because they can't in this. Right. Movie. But just his little flip spin. His flip right. spin was or like his like matrix. All yes. The way. Yeah, oh yeah, and it was too. it was so because I mean like there was such a big story from episode four where like your first Jedi battle is these two old yeah. guys <laughs> kind of like you know Clang. bang clanging Clang. swords yeah. together. Yeah. You know, yep. so I mean like when the prequels come out, we want to see some real Jedi yep. stuff, and mm. now you see okay. Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight, yes. Jedi yep. Master going yeah, at it. Yes, and that's he did what that, I wanted to see. He did that flipty moment where he just spun away, yep. and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. This is a Hattori motherfucking Hanzo with the lightsaber. <laughs> and it was all a ruse. I yeah, know. It was, it was all a ruse. And of all the people to notice it, it was Poe Dameron, yeah. and who had just witnessed in the scene before, because I said we were going to get to it, and I wanted to make sure somebody had to stay behind on the Radis yeah. Yeah. Right. to make sure that the people could get to Crate who are on that last remaining ship. So who stays on board? Admiral Holdo. God damn it, I wanted more Holdo. I wanted <laughs> Holdo in the next film, because right. I thought she was going to be the Leia to continue the legacy. But, that's what I was yeah. thinking. But, you know, again, play with our expectations, and that's right. great. Yeah. And she stayed on that boat by herself. And what did she do? That was fucking incredible. This, was, yeah. She turns that awesome. shit ara- ship around, and she, Go she ahead, turns John. it into a bullet. Yes. A yeah. bullet. She shoots her ship at the at, supremacy. She jumps to light speed. Cuts it practically in half. And, and destroys every ship around it. Right. Yes. Just the shockwave. Yes. Yeah. And there was it was one of the most beautiful VFX shots I've really ever was. seen. And silent. And dead silent. Like BSG. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Battlestar Galactica, how, the, how all the fights were silent. Yeah. And there was this moment of silence for Vice Admiral Haldo. Yeah. And that was the one that told Poe, this is what's at stake. I think right. that was the move. Yeah. There's a time to sacrifice yourself. Right. And there's a time to get away. Well, and yeah. then later on when they're trying to stop the, what, Death Star... I think what was called the Ram Cannon. It was the battering Ram Cannon. He realizes we're going to lose everybody and we don't have that many people left. And if we want the rebellion to go on, we have to get away. Yeah. And so he finally becomes that leader that they're trying to teach him. Right. And I love how Leia goes, don't look at me. me. What are you looking at me for? (laughs) So perfect because she, and there was this twinkle in her eye. And this is where Carrie, a lot of people gave Carrie shit for her performance in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Guess what? That was all cleaned up because she was with Ryan Johnson for this one and he worked with her yeah. and she acted her pants oh, off yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in this film. Yeah. And with a twinkle in her eye, she said, what are we, what are you looking at me for? And then they followed the Vultices, the, yep. the crystal foxes. And, you know, the, the, you know, it's just there's this cave-in, you know, of all these stones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the 
Beacon that is on Poe's wrist, I think at this point, yeah. yep. is now on is now on is now flashing, and Ray is like right overhead with Chewie, and she gets out. And she sees this pile of rocks and a, and a single crystal fox coming out, and she, and then and I sound like a twelve year old. <laughs> I know, but it's all right. Yeah. But it's back to moving rocks. Back to moving. Back rocks. to moving rocks. <laughs> you can make things float. Yep. And the shot was so well done mm. because everybody took a moment to see how this nobody girl from nowhere, Jack who remember Luke said, yeah, that's pretty much nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she had mastered her abilities to just clear the way so to get all the left. I mean, to show you how many people the resistance lost, they could all fit on the, on the Falcon. Falcon. Right. Yeah. With, they, With what, a ton maybe? of porgs, too. Oh. <laughs> yeah. ton of porgs. They had food for days. Anyway, <laughs> just saying. But uh, then we find out that Luke was a projection the whole time. Yep. Oh, and that speech he gives to Kylo. Kylo everything oh. you said in that sentence is wrong. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And, and then, his his last words, see you around, kid. That was yeah. great. Just like Han Solo. I know. I'm really hoping uh, he haunts Kylo in that's the next a, we were, one. <laughs> Jim and I were saying that. It's like, if he shows up at a, as, as, a, force as a force ghost, it's just like, you know, what more could he teach Ray? Well, but haunting Kylo Ren for the rest better. of his life? So let's let's get into this real quick. So we, we flash back, and he's in his original... Uh, Jedi Master, white robes, and he's floating over the rock. And you're going, holy shit. He's projecting over multiple star systems away, and he falls down, and he's out of breath. And he climbs back up. uh, He falls off the rock after he stops floating. And just in time, he's able to crawl back up to the rock and sit cross-legged again to watch two suns oh, God. set over... Fuck, I'm, I'm gonna... I Don't mean, do that! Broke my heart. I'm fucking feeling this. And then they, they play that, that, that lonely horn yeah. mm-hmm. of, of the, the twin suns setting on Tatooine. Yeah. And we... Fuck! I, I swear I was not going to cry on this podcast. <laughs> but to see my hero since I was eight motherfucking years old sit there and have this complete circle that yep, was yep. drawn, and to see him disappear into the cosmic force, yes, he yep. could very well haunt Kylo Ren, which <laughs> I think would be only justice. And if he could be a trickster, like almost like a trickster god, like mm. Coyote or something like uh. that, I would love to you see mean that. Like a the, Joker, a man, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, if you look at it, uh, Yoda was a little asshole whenever he first met Luke. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. 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 So you know, maybe he can do something to keep Kylo off his game. Who knows? Yeah. But um, I, I thought it rounded out the movie perfectly, and seeing the the Resistance fighters call themselves the Rebellion yeah. yep. at yep. the end. Yep. So we have a new Rebel Alliance. We get to see them build a rebellion in the future. And God knows where, where Nine is going to take I us and beyond. Say, there's one movie left. <coughs> and I have no idea what's going to happen. Gary I mean, and I, I keep have... going, is it going to time jump? Are they going to, you know, because you would think, how do you address losing Leia? Yeah. And maybe the best way to do that is you time jump it yeah. so that... Well, they you know. showed that the force or the rebel. I mean, it's the, the kids are telling the story of what had just happened. Yes, that was, in the that next was great. scene, yeah. and then we see Broom Kid, and then we see Broom Kid. So we know that the rebel, the story's spirit, getting out there. Well, the rebel yes. spirit's out there. Yes, but it's going to have to grow. 
Is it going to time jump? Is it going to be five years, right. ten years later when we come back? And right. that ring, whenever he shows okay. the ring, As that a was girl? just like, oh I my love, God. I, I, I was like, there was, there, the rebels have a secret <laughs> decoder ring. That's yeah. awesome. As a girl, there was some great jewelry in this there, movie. There and was. I expect to, that, that somebody will market that stuff so I can purchase it. I want it. that <laughs> Iris reveal ring. I'll yes. wear that I shit. I want the rebel ring. I want the the... You know, rose necklace. I want the, you know, rose. Oh, the flower. The flower. Yeah. The, yeah. the code breaker. That was cool. Yeah. On Space James Bond I'm, is what I'm going to call him. And, uh, well, the medallion is that was actually worn by Rose is on display at uh, Disney World now. So, uh, in the launch right bay. On. So, Sorry. I'm sure it'll. Yeah. yeah so. Um, anyway. So, so, look. We, 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 we talked about course. the big points of the movie. Obviously, you could tell that I've been talking for almost an hour and a half straight, or just a little bit more. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I, I think it's that time. Okay. It's that time we usher the porgs out onto the table and divvy them up and uh, tell the ones that we don't like to move along. So here we go. So I, I believe in ladies first. So Adam... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm going to pitch it over I'm to Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously... Uh, Rachel, we talked about this movie for over an hour and a half. Um, final thoughts, and what would you score this in Porgs? I'm going to go with four Porgs. Four whole Porgs. Four whole Porgs. I think it's very close to being, you know, a, a, my big thing would be the, all of the, you know, casino stuff. If yeah. you cut that down to like five minutes, I'd be perfectly happy. And the rest yep. of it, I think, is really well written. And the characters are awesome. And the new introductions of characters. And I think where people are disappointed in what they did with Luke or disappointed in what they did, you know, with different things, like maybe people thought it, they interjected too much humor. I loved all yeah. that stuff. And and I so to me, I think it taking the, if the Finn Rose story, cut it down. And and you've got me wholeheartedly, so that's why I would say four. Okay, four whole porgs, uh, Gary. Um, I'm going to give it four porgs and a porglet. Okay, uh, porgling. Porgling. <laughs> porgling. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about the thigh area. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this one, the writing was incredible. The twists. The playing with us as yeah. knowing knowing the audience yes. and the twists and turns and the whole mixing, kind of blending the um, Empire and Jedi together into one last movie yeah. and then leaving it now. We don't know what's going to happen. Right. I'm really excited about it. Yep. I'm really glad. And I, I, this is probably one of my favorites. Okay. I'll be perfectly honest. Top three? It's cooking. Okay. I would say cooking All like right. pork. All right. <laughs> mm, smells like pork. Sure. Um, I, you know, I, it, Gary just hit every point that I was going to make. It was different. This was a movie that was unexpected, and it and when you have a uh, a series as long as Star Wars to do the unexpected is pretty amazing. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 gonna give it uh, uh, four porgs and a porgling. Okay. Uh, Adam is usually the Russian judge in this, so uh, Adam, I'm I'm actually going to go with Rachel Four Porgs. That's and uh, that's great. I I really enjoyed it. The I'm just giving you shit, by the way. Well, you know yes, I do. Well, no, I'm very you. aware of how critical I can be. Yes. Uh, the the only mark this had against it for me was it was too long. Yeah. And other than that, like I really enjoyed it. I didn't know what I was going to get 
going into it. I didn't watch any of the trailers. I didn't watch any of the stuff. And so I was excited to just sit down and have them give me something that was not the giant uh, robot ball shooting other planets. Gotcha. So whenever, you know, seeing where that was going, I was completely entranced as to the story they were going to tell. And they they did a great job. And I was really pleased at the robot ball shooting coins at somebody. I thought that was 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 hilarious. That was a great bit. BB-8 definitely... He deserves a little extra shout out right there. He continues to impress. He's R two D two showing the video <gasps> of Leia. Oh my, oh my god, that it, was heartbreaking. Fuck, oh. you're making me cry again. Sorry, R two is my favorite character, so I couldn't let it go. No, without you at least couldn't. Saying him once. Even Luke is like, that's a cheap shot. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> okay, Jim, sorry, you're right. So, look, you guys hit so many nails on the head. There's there's very little that I can add except to say that um, I now see why. Kathy Kennedy and the the powers that be at Lucasfilm gave Ryan Johnson an entire trilogy to Shepard after this one closes out. With no pitch proposal? No. No pitch proposal whatsoever. Right. Like, he's still working it out. Like, he's on vacation right now. (laughs) Of course. After all the premieres are over, he's taking a year off, and then he's going to start writing. Um, I think the one thing that he did the best was not just play with our expectations, but play with mythology. And he was able to remix the mythologies in a way we saw odes to the original trilogy in every piece of this, in every sector of this movie. We saw episode four, we saw pieces of episode five, and pieces of episode six echoed in this film, and yet it felt completely Original. It was not just fan service. It was right. not just fan service. I feel like Kylo Ren was turned into somebody maniacally dangerous. Uh, he is much more than Vader now. He is a he is a, a barely functioning psychopath. Yeah. Um, and they did a great job of keeping character consistency yes. of the new characters. And sometimes when you get two different directors, you feel like you're yeah. getting two different films but with this i felt like we were getting the top layer of the cake and then this just went deeper into how great it was yep i absolutely agree so i'm i'm with gary and john i'm going to give this four porgs and and a porgling i think that uh this is a tremendous addition to the star wars universe look i i make no bones about it i enjoyed the shit out of the force awakens Mm -hmm. but we understand why it was crafted the way it was was to put asses back in the seats because they didn't know if people were still interested in a new star wars movie um at the time of this uh recording uh right now box office analysts are projecting that this is going to come only 28 million dollars short of its three-day box office, which means that this is going to do about $220 million opening weekend. So people like this film a lot. And one of those people are me. And look, um, I I think it would be very easy for me to say that J.J. Abrams has a hard act to follow in this film. I actually think that Ryan Johnson is the mensch of the year for setting himself, for setting JJ up with an almost completely blank sa- slate. I mean, these are characters that JJ helped create. I think that that JJ has the opportunity to show Star Wars fandom and just fans of good cinema alike that he's just not going to do a retread of Episode Four. Yeah. Um, and that is my hope for JJ. I've loved many of the films he did, and I think that he is underrated as a director. Um, 
and if and if you think I'm wrong, watch Mission Impossible Three. Oh, I love that's where I was introduced to him. Um, how he so good. And I'm sorry, how he directed Philip Seymour Hoffman as a fat doughy mm. guy from New England or wherever the hell, and turned him into the most menacing character in cinema in that decade. Um, I believe in J.J. Abrams, so I'm hoping that that's the one that comes up to show and to play for this next film. So, uh, look, that's what we got. So we got three point fives, We got two fours. Uh, again, that's a whole lot of porgs on the table. So thank you all. Let's for, eat. Let's eat. No. They're a protected species now. Um, we want to thank you folks for sticking with us for this almost one hour and 50 minute podcast. Uh, we hope you took a few breaks in between, got yourself something to eat, you know, do whatever you need to do in the restroom and then come back and listen to us. Um, it, it's it's a, a real treat for me to be able to sit at a table with a bunch of my friends and talk Star Wars. Um, so this is episode 41 of the Graphic Content Podcast. This, as a little note, is going to be the last podcast of the year because we're going to be taking Christmas and New Year's off. Uh, but we will be back early in the next year with new episodes. Adam and I, we're going to want to review the Doomsday Clock series from DC Comics. Uh, we definitely want to do a deep dive with that. And uh, we want to get back and review some more indie comics. I've got some more picks from stuff that oh, I've awesome. been reading. I can't wait to yeah. see what that's all about. I, I, I want to cue you in on one. There's this romantic fantasy comic that I've gotten into called Sleepless which is fantastic. It's from Image. Okay. So people go out and seek out Sleepless. I think it's going to be the next Sleeper hit. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> yeah. And Adam so, tell, saw what well, you tried actually, to do. Actually, you said at the very beginning of the show you were going to talk about the future of Holonet HQ. Uh, yes. Okay. So Holonet HQ was an experiment, and Holonet HQ is a great place for our friends uh, to sync up and talk Star Wars. Um we thought we were going to see a little bit more success, but so far we haven't even broken 100 members uh, for Holonet HQ. Holonet HQ is not going to go anywhere. So uh, the Facebook group, if you're listening to this show for the first time, just do a, uh, a Facebook search for Holonet HQ. It's a closed group. All you have to do is ask to join and prove you're not a robot and you're, you're in. If you want to talk <laughs> Star Wars, um, we were going to splinter the podcast off and create its own feed. Um, unfortunately, I just don't think we're, we, we, we are where we need to be on that. So Holonet HQ is going to be folded into the graphic content podcast. We're still going to talk to, since we like to see ourselves as an overall pop culture pop podcast, we're going to talk to customers. We're going to talk to lightsaber choreographers. I've got lots of stuff lined up for the new year. So, uh, I am not giving up on my love of star Wars. Uh, but it's going to be folded in for my love of comics and uh, superheroes on TV and, and cinema and all other kinds of good stuff. So make sure you stay tuned to the graphic content podcast feed for that. Uh, everybody. So, Rachel, where are you on the internets? Um, let's see. I'm still on Facebook and I'm on. Um... You're What's on the thing? Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> You're on the Twitter with the kids. Yes, I'm Tardis Gal. So okay, that's a good handle. <laughs> well, I like that. Are you at all surprised that that's my handle? Uh, not really. <laughs> not really. I actually had Gary paint me a Tardis that's in Imperial colors. <laughs> nice. I want a picture of that for the Instagram page. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, are you anywhere on the internet? I, I am on the Twitter at uh, fi beamer. 
Okay. And it has to do with my job. Oh. Not Star Wars. But, yeah, F.I. Beamer on the Twitter. You're kind of a nerd in your job, too. I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I work with a lightsaber, basically. We can't get into it right now, but it's top secret. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, moving away quickly, because I don't want uh, the FBI uh, to come after me. John. Uh, at uh, mechaversuskaiju.com. That's VS Kaiju. VS Kaiju.com. And um, on Twitter at mechavkaiju. Um, and that's yeah, it. that's that's right <laughs> on Twitter. Okay, Adam, I think you're on all, all the socials, right? I'm on everything at Adam S. Messinger. And I've got the worst managed social media profile. I'm at Jimmers with three M's on Twitter. I'm at Jimmers with five M's <laughs> on Instagram. I'm simply Jim Mason on Facebook. Go figure. Uh, then there's the show. Hit us up uh, again on Twitter at Graphic Podcast. You can hit us up on email if you're a creator wanting to pimp new projects. Show us your stuff in PDF form, please. They're much easier to download. Or if you have a Comixology free code, I would love that. We would love to see that, and we would love to have you on the show. So send those inquiries to the real dot graphic content at gmail.com or our Instagram account where you're going to see all kinds of Star Wars stuff posted by Adam pretty soon, which is uh, graphiccontent.podcast. So normally I pitch it to Adam to say, go read a comic. And then I say, after you read that comic, listen to graphic content. But I think it's fitting for this show for me to say, may the force be with you always.